What's up, guys? This is Gary with Mind Faction Podcast. On tonight's episode, we jump into salutes to all the vets, the JFK assassination and why the Biden administration is withholding evidence, the God code and DNA, U.S. hunger commercials, past life regressions, fun facts, and the Velisca Axe murder mystery. So go ahead and dive in with us, guys. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, what you're going to hear about today is nothing short of a been given the scientific knowledge, the technical ability, and the material to pursue the exploration of the universe. This is Broadcasting around the world. Three, two, one. This is a Mind Faction Podcast. Yes, sir. We are in here for episode X, or you could call 10. We're back. We're back. Back again. Um, first out the gate, we're just going to say, we want to say happy Veterans Day. Yeah. Salute to all the Salute veterans to out all there, of especially you guys, to our, uh, our veteran listeners out there as well. Definitely. The um, utmost respect for you guys. Yeah. I mean, Hello. Um, just, I'm just going to do this. That's the sound of freedom. Yeah, that's you know it. what I'm saying. That's Let's the sound go, of freedom. Brandy. If that doesn't give you some cold chills, get you pumped. Mm, I gotta hear it again. Do it one more time for us. There we go. I enjoy oh, it. Damn. Let's go, Brandon. What a but way yeah. to start off a podcast. Best way to start Salute it. Salute to our vets, guys. Salute, guys. Seriously, I mean, for everything that you ever done for us. I mean, you know, I, I don't think a lot of people give the veterans the respect they truly need mm-hmm. because yeah. without these guys, man, we cannot be on this podcast right now saying what we want to say as yeah. free spirit people. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. That's you could true. Very, and very and it's sad that a lot of a lot of other places and a lot of countries in the world do not have them freedoms we have. Mm-hmm. And I feel we take a lot of that stuff for granted. We Big do. time. You know what I'm saying? But that's what this day's for is, man, to, to really give those guys the props they deserve. So, right. you know, I hope that you guys today when you come across a veteran or if there's somebody that you know that's a vet, you know, just say, hey, thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. You I know? got so many. I mean, we could – so many guys I tattoo those veterans, man. I love hearing their stories. I love hearing the struggle they went through, the yeah. basic training, the you battles. Know, you know what I'm saying? And, and we're always respectful about it. You know, anytime, anytime that I've spoken to a veteran myself or if one's been in here in Garrett's shop, you know, we always, if we ever talk to them, we kind of try to see how they feel about speaking about certain things because yeah. we understand how sometimes that oh, can man. be a very, very sensitive, Super uh, sensitive conversation. Subject. So, you know, you got to be respectful about that stuff, but. We thank each and every one of you all for sharing your stories or, Definitely. you know, if you don't feel comfortable, we just thank you for your service and all that you did. And we know that you, you put everything on the line for us. And even those that, uh, that just served, Yeah, you know, Hey, you were in there, you were ready. To, you was ready. You were ready. You was and, ready. And you, you actually gave away a part of your life. You gave away your, years of your life to, uh, to dedicate that to, to being prepared. Um, yeah. Or, you know, for whatever you know. So, thank you so much. That's the ultimate sacrifice. It is. You know what I mean, um, to be prepared to lay your life down. My gra- you know? my uh, my grandfather was a Marine in World War Two, fought in the Pacific. Yeah, and uh, a lot of people, you know, in World my War Two, grandfather II, was in the army and he was in Korea. Yeah, yeah. So. He's a tank, a tank he operator, was, correct? Yeah, correct? Tank, yeah. yeah, man. I remember you telling me them stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, my papa was shot three times. Well, you and yeah. you know your grandpa has a crazy story. So oh man, he does. He actually was Wish an island was hopper in the Pacific. He was. in World War Two. Yep, Guadalcanal. And he was actually shot. Correct. He was three times. He was shot in the back of his head. It actually blew part of the back of his skull off. A small chunk of his skull shot in his shoulder and his lower back. Yeah, that's amazing, man. And he, he's one of those. Um, that's almost like a movie worthy. I'm telling story. you the story I told you about that. We he fell down. Sometime. The blood had kind of uh, clotted, clotted, and the back of his skull kept him from bleeding out. Yeah. yeah, he was able to get up, regain consciousness, stumble back, and and join back up to, to his camp. Yeah, and uh, they was outflanked. He told me, oh, wow. the Japanese outflanked him on an island. 
And you got to imagine you're, you're rowing into their territory. Oh, yeah. And my papa told me it was like uh, a lot of times when they go through islands, it was like six, seven foot tall grass. And you could see where trails was cut through where the Japanese yeah. had been going through. So they would get on a little boat and they would, yeah. you know, get off the boat, board these islands. And uh, I remember him because I interviewed him for RTC. Of course, they wanted me to interview a veteran in high school. What better and, veteran than someone who yeah, serves? So I called my mamma up and I'm like, hey, you think? You know, I think you think he would speak on that because you know, as a kid, I never heard him talk about these stories. Yeah, um, you were a little apprehensive. Yeah, I was. I didn't. I didn't want to bring up any kind of bad memories. Okay, so she she gave him a holler and, and uh, she called me back and said, "Yeah, he said he, you can interview him." But I remember something that stuck out to me was that uh, they would board these islands, you know, get off these um, small vessels, and mm-hmm. they would go through these islands. But he said his favorite weapon to carry was a twelve gauge pump. Oh yeah, uh, of course he had a sidearm, nineteen eleven. Yeah, these and on these islands, you know, with the Japanese, with the way they were dug in and oh things, man, like, they was dug in. He said know, they didn't surrender either. It was close quarters, yeah, so to carry close. that twelve yep. gauge pump around, <clears> and I that's mean, what he said. He they said, called uh, them trench guns. They, yeah, he said, um, it moved. We did it. You know what I'm saying, right? You know, um, but yeah, he was. They was outflanked, and uh, his platoon was, and a lot of them was cut down, unfortunately, and which he's passed on now. Um, but I, I want to touch on this story also. You know, he. He told me at the yet because he lied to get in the military. He lied about his age. So he was 18 years old, almost 19. He turned 19 in a body cast in Europe. He was in a body cast for almost a year. Wow. In Europe, eating so, jellos and ice cream. So, okay. Soups. So he, he was a Marine, correct? Yes. Okay. The Marines were solely occupying in the Pacific in the fight against Japan. So, yep. so he ended up going into the European. Uh, the Eastern Front, as we called it, um, upon the ending of, of that, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, because the well, army, the army was, yeah. Were, well, they just transferred after after he was injured. They sent him over somewhere in Europe. Okay, I, for I they shipped him back. I get to the stuff. I don't know how that worked. Yeah, he just tough. told me he was somewhere in Europe, and I I was younger and I can't relay yeah. the actual town. But anyways, check this out. So you know he heals up. Um, he comes back to the states. Uh, he lived in Cincinnati, Ohio, and uh, he started uh, sweeping floors at the company to print a TV guide. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, well, now check this out. This is how mind strong this guy was. He retired vice president. So he just worked his way from the <laughs> yes, very sir, bottom. man. Sweeping floors, bro. The American dream right there. Uh, he was in the Litho Club, which is a elite printing club. Um, he was the also vice president of it. I'm pretty sure, or secretary or something. He was really high ranked in it. It's man, a very big, very prestigious ambitious. national, you know, printing yeah. club. So yeah, man, that was a cool story about my grandpa, man, and uh, yeah, a really lot of work ethic, a lot of drive, and had an amazing yes. story to tell. I mean, I mean, those guys was men, dude. That was the greatest generation. The greatest. Not generation. taking away from nobody else, but those guys in World War II was built different. You know, and I think it had a lot to do with the state of our country at the time. You know, we came together. It was a time when we still had this feeling of camaraderie. We did, man. Patriot. Patri- patriotism. Yes, I was going to say, you took the words out of my mouth because, and not saying we don't have that now, but it's like, um, it's just not the same feeling for most part. Yeah. Now, I ain't saying we don't have them patriots because we do. But back then, it was like we rallied together a lot more. The you know closest I mean? thing that we have had in our lifetime to feeling that same way as they did as they came together, you know, for the war effort in World War II was when 9-11 happened. Yeah. And, 9-12. You know, 9-12. I mean, 12. We, we all truly came together. And yeah. um, we knew that know, we was um, we had to face we were, it. We were on we the same page. To, and It was and, only right. And we didn't see any color. We didn't see any race. We didn't. 
man, we didn't see any religious differences. We just we we were all Americans. We was and um, man, I wish we could go. There were there were other countries around the world who were who were Americans with us as well. You know, Um, they felt the pain also. They did, and to this day on nine eleven, there are some countries that they do honor us. Yeah, they they commemorate that with us, and you know, I think we need to do more as as a country to kind of show that because i don't think that that gets out enough and and i'm I'm very thankful for them as our allies yeah um you know because i mean i don't know man whenever you know you have somebody some other countries like that to have your back you know because we seem to always have everybody else's yeah you know like it just makes you feel good yeah that people support what you guys are going through also and that can go into a smaller faction too as far as like us being friends yeah you know like my dad died y'all you know, you felt yeah. for me, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah man. But speaking on that, on having, uh, you know, countries having each other's backs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I saw this thing where apparently in Germany, <laughs> Uh-oh. they're uh, they're airing commercials to help feed America. Hmm. You know, America. they're saying we'll, that. We'll probably need that soon. They're saying that there are more people going to bed hungry in the United States than there are in Germany and that they you know, desperately need to, you know, help. I mean, that could be a possibility. Bring food to the States. I mean, what what are those real statistics on the homeless and, and children that don't have food in America? Yeah, I don't know. We touched on that on a prior episode. We did. A little bit. But uh, I don't know the exact I don't statistics. know if it's that. I mean, we're, where we're located, guys, it's a small, close-knit community. And uh, this is a very poverty-stricken area. I mean, mm-hmm. it is. But we've come accustomed to it, and it don't really, I don't know. I don't know about you guys. It just don't really affect me. I don't, it don't really bother me as bad as far as like, I don't. Well, we see so much know. government assistance in this area. Yeah. Um, and, and I, and I don't say that in a negative lot. I, it just for, it is, you know what it is. Um, and I think that for those who do need it, I think it's a great thing. I think it's a great thing. I think for those it, who abuse it, Kids it's a horrible it. thing. Oh um, yeah, man. You got you people know, out here slinging food stamp cards for 50 cents for the dollar you know what i'm saying right. hey i ain't knocking y'all's hustle because i like to get them steaks half off too but i'm just saying <laughs> right, right, right. but you know like Corey's saying that you know people are abusing the system but um yeah i mean we've seen you know it is an impoverished area however there's so many people who have taken full advantage of um you know the government assistance oh, yeah. that we don't really see people actually going hungry. You see what I'm saying? Right. So we, we don't. We don't firsthand see homelessness around here, really. or or if they do. I mean, we got so much woods right here. People can can camp up in the woods, but at the same time, if we do, they hide it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Adaptability. You know, I remember going. Yeah, people to, here seem to do pretty well taking care of their own. Yeah. You know, I I think that too. I think around here, not not knocking anybody else in the country, but I think we're just almost like a different breed, also. You know what I mean? We're, we we're. You know, we're it's like hard you, to well, you, you said it. I mean, we're tight knit. We are, and it changes you. You know, because when you're tight knit like that, and you, and you live in this kind of community where everyone knows knows everyone. You know, mm-hmm. yep. Um, yep. There's way more people to pitch in. It's more of a and definitely interpersonal situation where if you see somebody in need, we have more courtesy, right? You know what I'm saying? That it's easier to courtesy. bypass somebody that you don't know from anybody. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. You know, but if you're like, oh man, I went to school with that guy. You know, ah, uh, you know. Here's a ten dollar bill, man. Go get you something. To eat, <laughs> yeah, you know, pick you, know up. you know what I mean. Just yeah. stuff like that. That's crazy, though. That Germany's. Uh, I would like to see some of these uh, 
maybe these propaganda commercials are putting out. I wonder if they're on YouTube. They're, yeah. You can, okay, okay. You can find those. So yeah. you guys search it up on YouTube is listening. Hey, see if you guys can find some of those and see what you guys' thoughts on those are. Yeah. That's crazy, man. But, you know, we're always like – we like almost – well, the past few episodes, I brought up something about us, you know, sending out government aid yeah. to other countries, you know, and then you have Germany – <laughs> to doing an, you know, a commercial for us trying to help us. They've had America. to find some kind of statistics, but check this out. Now, are we sending out aid like that to mask our true flaws? I don't know. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, America ain't going poor. They're sending out billions of dollars to other countries. But that would be so counterintuitive because, I mean, it's it like would. if we, and we are sending out this aid, this aid is actually going out. So, oh, you yeah. know, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, we have the money. Know. We have the funds to feed our own people. So what would be the point of trying to mask our flaws if we have the means to fix um, the flaws? Well, and I had to get into this. Look at the flaws in our government right now. You get what I'm saying? I don't have you to get, get into this. <laughs> Hit the button. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, well. Let's go, Brandon. Speaking of Biden. <clears throat> Um, did you hear about the Biden administration withholding the release of Kennedy's papers on his assassination? You tell I wonder, me. I wonder what they know. You tell me. Now, I brought this up right here. Check this out. Mr. Biden also said the delay was necessary to protect against um, indefinable harm to the military, defense, intelligent operations, law enforcement, or the conduct of foreign relations. And that outweighs the public interest in the immediate disclosure. Hmm. So, okay, okay. We like some cons conspiracies. You know what I'm saying? We like to analyze those. We all, all of us do out there, just like these murder mysteries. We like yeah. to analyze those. Yeah. We as people have an affinity for these conspiracy theories. This right here, the fuck are they holding back? That's a red flag to me whenever, automatically. Whenever you do that and you're, you're withholding this information, you know by default that there's something, something there is underlying. Yeah. That. Yes. You don't want the public to know. I mean, yeah. So is there, I mean, so here, this was always weird to me. So you know how they had like, was it a law or something that they were like, after so many years of something happening. It's like a jurisdiction that they'll, law. They'll fully disclose. Yeah. I mean. Even like secret documents. Apart from some of the omitted things. Yeah. The, they, very, the very, very top secret stuff. Yeah. Like like military. Um, you know, but, I don't you know, know. who's to say that our government can't just say you know what screw those laws we're not going to release that well that's kind of what's going on here I believe. yeah that's what i'm um, saying so i mean it's, and like, it's crazy so what 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 good is that law anyway <laughs> you know what exactly I mean? like, what's the point um, of it, you know man i don't know you know that just something bothers me about that you know what i'm saying like yeah well but people's known it for years yeah i mean how long ago that happened 63 was it 63 that yeah. happened yeah 63, 64, something like that? No, 63. Okay. Um, it was... Uh, Damn. Yeah. That is, um, what, um, 58 years or something? Yeah. 57, 58 years? Yeah. I mean, right. damn, guys. Like, what are you guys holding back, man? Anyways, yeah. So that's a cool fact, Corey, about the whole, uh, the German making us some propaganda. You know, because, yeah, I mean, see, that's something that we don't know about here in the States. Like, it's something that... You know, it almost it, makes us look bad. It makes us look terrible, it and is. I don't like to think that. Like, I like mm. to, you know, who wants to know that the 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 world's top superpower is struggling to feed its own people? The standard is we caught we? it before. Who are we right now? Yeah, 
I mean, North Korea right now is. Uh, did you hear about that? By the way, no, I have not. So heard uh, nothing about North Korea in a long time. Okay, so they're struggling to feed their people, and that's yeah. that's no surprise. I mean, it seems like that's always the case. That is. So they said that what they're going to do, well, at least for right now, what they have released, what they plan to do to try to help fix this is they're going to try to have these farms, um, these black swan farms. Like how we'd have a chicken farm, you know? Yeah. So we're trying to, you know. So they're raising swan and they eat it like we do chicken. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Black swan. I've never ate a swan, but. No. And that's, I thought that was so different. Yeah. That's, that's definitely different. But um, they said they only released information on one particular farm, and that's definitely not going to be enough to feed the whole country. So they don't know if there's multiple. That's the only, you know. Is this North Korea? Yeah. Okay. Now, have you guys ever seen. In North Korea, how they had the fake malls and stuff set up. Oh, yeah. That is nuts to me. So, what they're doing is they're putting, you ever seen this, Lucy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like putting on a show to, like, what are you, hey, the um, facade you guys are throwing out there is you nuts, listen to this and you're, and you're interested in this topic, you know, I would highly recommend getting on YouTube, and there is a YouTube channel called Vice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vice is a shit. And this is an old documentary, but there's a guy who actually um, snuck into North Korea. This was during, uh, Kim Jong Un is it? Who's ja- in? Kim Jong Un, yeah, yeah, yeah. His name. Un, is that his yeah, Kim Jong Il? Yeah. Is he in now? Yeah, some, I don't know what's Oop. going on. No, Kim Jong Un is in. He's power still in. Now. He's in power. Kim Jong Il was his dad, right? Nobody Did, really knows. But anyway, it was his father, Kim Jong Il. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, yeah. I think this was like 2008. It was before he passed away. Yeah, and Kim Jong Un took power. Um, but anyway, he snuck into North Korea. Then things haven't really changed a whole lot since then. So it's kind of still very much the same, or at least for what we know. Yeah, and he gives you. I mean, the best look at what that country is like that he possibly can. He actually, I think risked, I've seen part of that. He risked mm-hmm. his life for that. It's like a two or three part series. Because the military was like really hounding him. Yeah, and, and actually, there was w- there was one military member while he was going into. Um, there was they actually have a museum there that's mm-hmm. sort of like a rite of passage that all every North Korean citizen has to go in and look into this museum and look at all the artifacts and oh, stuff. Okay, at least once in their life. Yeah. And they have all these old artifacts, and they're from apparently like gifts from other like countries. Yeah, other leaders of other countries. But some of these gifts are like super old, even from like countries that no longer exist. Oh shit! The people of North Korea, that you know, I actually think this was in the documentary. I believe I may be wrong. I this may. I want to check this out again. But this, so there are people. It's sad. They're actual North Korean people. When they asked them like where they would like to travel to, they were like naming places that don't exist anymore because they knew no different. Because they don't know any different. They're so outdated. They got them like secluded. They man. are. They're and completely isolated from the rest. They're on a planet of their own. So, mm-hmm. like internet service, do they have that, or is it like limited to where they can't reach to say, out to look? If, at, if, it, if they do, then it's so controlled that they, man, you know, don't don't Australia do that with like the uh, Aborigine? They ain't allowed to look up porn or some shit. Oh, have you really? ever heard that? Oh, I mean, I've read that it's Aborigine are banned from looking up porn, and I don't know if it was something where <laughs> they did some horny ass motherfuckers. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm just I, saying. I don't know much about them. I, can't I know I'm getting off topic, but it's it's weird to me that like this goes back to the veteran thing to where the freedoms we have are out of this world. It is because like we we can't wrap our minds around living in a world where we're restrained from anything. Yeah, the dictators and stuff that you just really dictate what we want to do or yeah. how high we want to level up or where we to take ourselves. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know, man. man. Yeah, I mean that's just, that's just the beauty of America, and that's you know the beauty of what 
you know, we as Americans have fought for and what our service men and women I, have fought for. Yeah, man. I just hope this so, this all don't come crashing down way too soon. Yeah. You know, I don't know if we can handle another three years of what's going on right now. Yeah. Personally. I mean, we'll, we'll just have to hang tight and see what happens. Fuck it. Anyways. Sorry, guys. I know we bashed the shit out Let's of that. Let's just hope look. that they sabotage themselves. Like I said, man, I don't, I don't, I don't knock anybody for voting for Biden. I like picking y'all's brains about that. And uh, maybe we can have a guest on sometime that is a liberal. My brother, he is a Democrat. So maybe we can get him joining. Maybe he can tell us his thoughts and stuff. You know? Yeah. I would like to see, uh, you know, a different side. I would too. And, and I'm not, I'm not here to bash anybody. But nah, we're open-minded. I will absolutely give my opinion when there is no, you know, uh, opposition here, you know, to yeah. try to correct me or, you know. That's right, man. Help me That's to right. understand how the, the left sees things. Very true. Um, but, you know, we speak our piece. So, it, so. North Korea is kind of starving. So is Germany going to make them commercial, too? No. Okay. Because, well, you know, okay. They're, they're not reaching out to help anybody. I don't even know if North Korea really has any allies. I, I wonder if they do. Are, are the Chinese their allies? You know, what's going on with China and um, Taiwan? I haven't heard nothing. I haven't looked into the, the news of this lately. Are they still battling a little bit? Are they still? Uh, it's kind of died down. But, okay, uh, good. Did you see where the U.S. was warning that uh, it looked like Russia was about to move further in on ukraine no i didn't yeah so that's happening right now now was ukraine ever part of russia in history i can't remember i can't remember i'm not sure on that um so i do believe they speak russian i do too um dang so they're so so russia's trying to advance on ukraine well see they've been on their border for a while now oh Um, yeah so yeah mother russia yeah right u.s warning europe that uh, russia may invade ukraine so. so, and Ukraine's got a decently strong army, right? I mean, nothing yeah. like Russia, obviously. Russia yeah. is a global power. Yeah, it says here, uh, the U.S. is raising the alarm with European Union allies that Russia may be weighing a potential invasion of Ukraine as tensions flare between Moscow and the bloc over migrants and energy supplies. Okay, so Russia's running out of energy sources or something or uh, wanting to reach for some more, maybe? Hmm. Uh, with Washington closely monitoring a buildup of Russian forces near the Ukrainian border, U.S. officials have briefed EU counterparts on their concerns over a possible military operation, Here we go. according to multiple people familiar with the matter. The assessments are believed to be based on information that the U.S. hasn't shared yet with European governments, which would have to happen before any decision is made on a collective response, the people said. Uh, they're backed up by publicly available evidence, according to officials familiar with the administration's thinking. Okay. So what are we trying to say? Do, do we have like spies? Is that what we're saying? It kind of sounded that way. And also, are we allies with Ukraine? I don't know. I, I, don't I just, 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 just kind of think that we're just trying to, you know. Like, why are we trying to always play mediator? I think we help everybody else saying. and don't do shit for ourselves. My bros, keep our nose out of shit. We're not the big brother to be bullying upon everybody all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. as long as you're not intruding on what our interests are, what we got going on, then we need to just butt out of it. Anyways, anyways. Yeah, similar tensions erupted in the spring when the U.S. Uh, and the North Atlantic Treaty Organization accused Russia of massing as many as 100,000 troops, tanks, and warplanes near the border with Ukraine. The crisis eased after U.S. President Joe Biden called Russian uh, President Vladimir Putin and offered a summit that took place in June. So, you know, Joe Biden did something good there. They met up. They talked about it. I guess you know, kind of eased tensions there. Who met up? I guess Joe Biden, maybe his administration, or maybe our um, ambassador and their ambassador. I don't oh, know. I don't know if you said Joe met up with Putin. 
Well, it says here that uh, apparently they uh, offered a summit that took place in June, so they they uh, met up at the summit, I suppose. Mm, okay. Okay. Well, that's interesting. There's a whole lot of things going on in the world right now. Um, speaking of the world, um, we're, we're talking about seasons and stuff earlier before we jumped on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. So we're going to branch out a little bit here. Yeah, let's change it up a little bit. That's how we do it here on Mind uh, On Mind Faction. Mind. <sighs> Me and my dad used to have these talks, man. Gosh, I wish I could have had him on his podcast. He would probably blow it out everybody's minds. But we was talking about seasons and how he felt like the seasons was almost a month behind or I can't remember if it was a month behind or forwards. And before I we ever started talking about the tilt of the earth, me and you a few minutes going in Losi, um, he said this a year or two ago. He said, son, I feel like the earth, the tilt axis is wobbling a little bit more and it's causing our, our seasons to be off. And, you know, that's – He's pretty on point with that from what I'm, what you were saying yeah, earlier. Yeah, you know, I noticed today, actually, you know, I was kind of looking outside. It's a windy day. See the leaves Super blowing windy. around. You know, the leaves have really had time to change and turn. Yeah. Um, and it made me think back, you know, about 20 years ago, you know, as a kid, it seemed like, and this just may be me being nostalgic and, and uh, thinking back on the time wrongly because, you know, we can – our memories tend to change. Yeah, it's like when we a kid, we had magical times. So. Right. It really does. Um. But yeah, it kind of seemed like every like early October or so, this was the weather that we would experience. You know, the the windy days, Mm -hmm. uh, the weather is getting cooler, the the leaves have changed. You know, and I distinctly remember that around Halloween. Definitely around Halloween, man. And so this year, you know, this didn't come about. No, we're almost midway through November. We are. So we're at least about a month behind. So I'm telling you, man, my dad was on point with that. Yeah, but you know what's weird too is that like. There at the end of October and early November, we had these like frosts, and it was like twenty six degrees in the morning. You know, it's mm-hmm. like where you know that that's well, not normal. Is it really. like a winter? What do they call that? Search like a like a dogwood winter. dogwood winters and you know yeah. blackberry winter. It could be you know. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know, but I'm it not, is. I'm with you, man, because it, it does seem really weird at the. Uh, and you know, you think about that. Uh, it stays warmer into December now. Yeah. It stays. You well, know, you know. So me and Shana were in Pigeon Forge back in April. It was late April, and um, we went down there and was we were in Gatlinburg and so on, you know, just kind of visiting. And I remember how cold it was, and you know that's around spring. Yeah, that's like that's like mid to late spring, right? Yeah, that's crazy. April man. into May, you know, by the time May rolls around, you're expecting seventy five, like mid seventies, eighty degree days. Mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. it being so cold. That I was having to wear a hoodie around, and I mean, the wind was just whipping through, and I was like frozen. I was like, "Man, this is so." And I understand there can be days here and there. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Where, You'll have but, random days. But I remember kinda. how consistently cold it was every day, and we're talking like late April. That was crazy. I remember, you know. So you know, I'm. So you get what I'm saying? Like it's so weird. It's like the weather. It's like so sporadic. It's like a, the weather's a month behind. And you know, have you noticed that? Like, seem like the weather guys cannot get a grasp on how to predict what's really going on. Yeah. No matter how advanced our technology is. Also, man, this is a weird fact. You know how it says like 20% of precipitation could be expected? Do you guys know that means just 20% of the area? Of the area, yes. Yeah, a lot of people think it's just 20% chance of rain. So explain that better for people because I, I've had to explain you know, this. I, and- I was lost for a while on that. I was. I was like, bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. But what it is, okay, they know that it's going to rain, the chance of rain in an area. When I'll say, okay, let's go back. Okay, so they give 10% chance of rain. They know for a hundred percent fact it's going to rain, but only ten percent of the hundred 
you know, in the area that it's yes. forecasted for. Yes. So, like Garrett's it's saying, crazy. So you put in your zip code. Yep. You know, 42635. It's in Pinot, Kentucky, right here where we're doing our podcast right now. Where we're located. So, in 42635, Pinot, Kentucky, if you look at the forecast and it says 20%, people think that's 20% chance of rain, when actually, yep. that means, like Garrett just said, 100% chance of rain, but only 20% of the area. That's pretty wild, man. It's, re- it's really weird to think of it that way, but it's hard to wrap your mind around it. But yeah, that's exactly what that means. That's pr- I, I never knew that. You know, they up. need to explain this to people. Do they teach us that in school? No. Why not? I've never heard a single meteorologist <laughs> you know I mean? ever get on there and say, this is actually what this means, folks. They just they ex- think we're supposed to know it. They went to college to be a meteorologist, and we were supposed to just know it. I know <laughs> that 50% of the people, they, they don't know this. There's no way. There's no way, man. Um, yeah, so that's a weird little fact. So if y'all was listening out there, when you see that, hey, you got 20% chance of rain, that don't mean it's just going to be 20%, maybe out of 100 chance it may rain today. No, 20% of your area will be affected. Yes. Sometime it's, you know, around the time they get. But still, yet it does seem like they ain't very well at, um, you know, predicting a lot of stuff anymore. The forecast is, it's weird to me. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm 38 now, but when I was in, I don't know, middle school, high school, it seems like there was a lot more on point. You know, they claim that the farmer's almanacs were always like super on point. Yeah, look how old they are. You know, and, but maybe weather was more consistent back then. And that's why they were been. so spot on, you know? You know, it may have been. And you, you ever heard like the wise t- tales where you can see like if uh, if uh, yellow jackets are building a nest up high or low or in the ground. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I wonder how true that stuff is. We need to look that up sometime. Who knows, man? I don't know if it's like a superstition. Yeah. But yeah. Speaking of superstitions, um, I kind of want to get into past life regression stuff. Let's jump into it. What do you got? For nobody... Well, for anybody out there that does not know about past life regressions, okay. We've said this a hundred times on this podcast. All of us are very open-minded. We all believe in higher powers, of course. The higher power of being. And I've brought her up several times prior also, uh, Dolores Cannon. She was one of the first people I ran across personally that was a past life regressionist, which is a hypnosis. So I was tattooing. Um, yesterday and I haven't tattooed this um this lady before, this girl, woman, you know, young woman. And uh man, I anybody out there that listens to this that I tattoo, you know, just like on this podcast, I'm bringing out all kinds of random facts. Mm-hmm. And I will ask your opinions on everything. Yeah, so whatever is we're talking about at the time, whatever we're kind oh, of into, yeah. we may just pop that question on you, you know. Especially <laughs> yeah, especially yeah. if we know you will, but even if we don't and that goes back to us wanting to pick people's brains about stuff, you know, yeah, get their I'll, opinions, get their viewpoints. Yeah. So, um, I was drawing her tattoo up on my iPad and, uh, I don't know what sparked this whole conversation exactly, but I said, do you believe in any kind of reincarnation? She said, Oh, that's crazy. You said that. I said, why is that? She's like, um, have you heard of, uh, regressions, past life regressions? I was like, oh Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've been looking into this a lot lately. It was so weird the way that the whole conversation brought up. But she actually had a video, several videos of somebody putting her under hypnosis. And I watched these videos. I showed you earlier just a little a clip did. of it. Um, she left them with me to check out. And um, at one point in this video, she has tears rolling down her cheek. And, and, you know, tell me the emotion that's in these past life regressions. 
are not that intense to where you are, you know, you're crying. I've, I've heard this a lot, you know, um, and you heard her responses in this video that was like, yeah, um, was so odd the way it works, man. One thing that intrigued me was how quick her responses were to the questions that were asked. Names. There were, there, there didn't seem to be any sort of, um, Thought, like a, thought process, yeah, like, a like deep she was trying to conjure up something that wasn't factual. Yeah, the it, way she answered the question seemed to be so natural. Yeah, it was um, just um, genuine. She didn't have to think on it in order to answer the questions that she was being asked. And um, there was one situation where she was asked how old she was, mm-hmm. um, and you could see her her lips moving to say like like 50 like it's like you know yeah she's making you know yeah. and it was like and then she said 56 so it was like she was trying to think really hard on you know how old am i like she was trying to dig mm-hmm. this out of uh, wherever it comes from the depths of her memory wherever this was coming from wow yeah we, we got in a me and Corey got into an in a really pretty deep conversation before the podcast earlier um when we was waiting on dustin to get here and you know, like me and him was talking, okay, your brain is a physical piece of your body. We talked about the uh, subconscious and the conscious mind. We kind of compared them to on prior episodes. But on these past life regressions, you'll hear these people being taken through several lifetimes prior in great, great detail. Yeah. Okay, so if if you're dying as a as an actual physical human being on earth, your, your brain deteriorates. It does. It stays with um, you. Yeah. So where, like me and Corey Smout, where is this, these memories drawn from? So in order for a past life regression to be an actual thing, you have to think, you know, you're, as Garrett just said, you know, your brain is a, it's, it's matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're, you're born with it. You know, you're, you know, as we are being developed in our mother's womb, you know, that's, it's, it's matter that's being grown. It's, it's, it, it becomes a, a tangible thing like an organ it's here now yeah so everything that is learned that is contained within that brain you know it's going to die it's going to decay it's going to remain in this body in this shell it can't transfer over it can't continue on in theory Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but just as the in the the same way that we don't understand how you know these neurons fire in our brains we don't know how the information is relayed and, and, and passed on and expressed in the brain what if we we're drawing some of these memories from like a cloud you know almost like, like cloud like like, I, like iCloud iCloud you know yeah. your phone you I know, know that seems far out there guys but look just open your mind throw all your bias to the side if like me and Corey was talking about if you would have went back to the 40s or 50s and talked to any man or woman and said hey won't you bluetooth me this from your handheld phone your device and they would be like they would look at you like you're crazy as hell they're oh, like yeah. what are you there's nothing like that ever going to happen right that was 40 50 years ago as a matter of fact not to interrupt your story but i really believe i remember reading some something somewhere about uh, the man who discovered like radio okay that they i believe i don't know if it was his family friends or whoever it was tried to get him admitted into a psych ward because they thought he was crazy. Because they thought he was crazy when he was trying to develop this technology. So was this AM or FM? Yeah. Okay. Well, the same. Same deal. The same deal. Same spectrum. I don't okay. know the exact, but it was like the very, I think it was like the very first person to do this. Okay. To discover this, you know, 
phenomena or whatever you want to call it. And they thought it. he was crazy. They thought he was crazy and they wanted to admit him into a psych ward until wow. he proved himself. And they were like, you know, because, I mean, it's wireless. Exactly. You you could never <sighs> fathom sending air, you know, these these radio waves through the air. Hundreds of that miles. That you can't see. Think about that. If you could see the radio waves around us right now, we, oh, got, yeah. we got Wi-Fi in a room. It'd be unbelievable. We have radio transit uh, transmissions penetrating this It'd room. It'd be like the craziest psychedelic trip you've ever even conjured. I can imagine life. it. Um, you know, also that goes back to Tesla. Yeah, Tesla was one of the greatest inventors to ever grace this earth, yeah. I feel. And, and his mindset was way out of the box, man, outside of the box. You know, at one time he said we should not be paying for electricity at all. All electricity should be free. Mm -hmm. And he was building these towers to harness what was static electricity in the air around us. Yeah. I mean, had he, you know, continued on with his studies and research, I mean, we would, we would be so much further along as a society, you know, you know, what really makes me, um, this sparks my interest with that too. Tesla did a lot of crazy things. I watched a lot of shows about him. We could talk for hours on him, but, um, you know, how he was building towers to harness energy from the air. Yeah. You know, then we go back to the pyramids where they say that they think the pyramids could have been a an energy source generator. It was like a conduit. Yeah. So, I mean, it kind of goes hand in hand it does. in an off-key way. You and know that what I'm would, saying? That would predate Tesla's oh, man. You know, experiments by 2,500 years. And we talked about the Baghdad battery. Yeah. I mean, man. Energizer Bunny didn't have shit on. No. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, and, and to this day, we're, we – or we don't really have a definite way to harness like lightning. No, and you, know? and you think about if we could. Oh, if we have an unlimited power source. You know, I wonder how crazy people thought that um, Benjamin Franklin was out there like flying a kite in a storm with a key on it. Yeah. I, if I seen a dude out here mid-tornado flying a kite, bro, I'd be like. Yeah, what is this dude on? This cat needs to go to Oakwood real quick. <laughs> But it was the real OG. But he was the real OG. Ben Franklin, the ladies' man. The ladies' man and uh, Mr. Bifocal himself. But anyway, to get back to what Garrett was talking about, what, you know, because I got us kind of off on that yeah. on that tangent. But, yeah, if you went back, you know, long enough ago and, and you spoke about some of the inventions and things that we have now, people would look at you like you were insane. So to think that – but it's a it's a totally different thing that we're talking about here because it we're, is. we're not talking about technology. No. We're not talking about – devices that we've developed no. you know we're talking about spirituality we're talking about it, yes uh, expanding our consciousness yeah what i mean what is consciousness we yeah. don't even know truly man you know we we're advancing in so many different kinds of ways especially technologically we talk about almost every episode but you know what if our ancestors were able to like tap in maybe they were more advanced on a spiritual level I really feel that they, they may have had more time to tap into that. And here's why I think they had less distractions than we do now. We're so caught up with the um, modern society of having to work all the time, and all um, having to pay all these damn bills. Have to, you know, our life is almost really, truly wasted away. You know what I'm saying? We're always working. Yeah. Back then, things, I mean, life was hard, but at the same time, it was almost a lot more simple because you had certain things you just had to take care of. Yeah. You know, in society we, today, they didn't have nearly as many things to keep them distracted. Exactly. So their focus was more on the things that more spirituality, I'm sure. 
um, more being in tune with their environment. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And they didn't have nearly as many ways to tap into all the answers to everything. There's no way. They, we didn't I mean, have you to. We don't have we all don't. the answers now, but we definitely have a lot more answers. I mean, it's obviously. at our fingertips. Yeah. It's and amazing what we have. So, I mean, so they, they pondered on these things all the time, and yeah. they were definitely a lot more spiritual than we are now, and maybe they were able to take that time and utilize it. And Oh, were, yeah. You know, especially considered like ancient civilizations. Oh, man. I love all that stuff, man. It gets my gears rolling. Um, but yeah, on the past life regression things, going back to it, um, I think I'm going to be reaching out to the lady that, that hypnotized her, I guess you would call it the hypnotist, 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 uh, I guess you would call it that way. Um, yeah. And, um, she told me the girl I tattooed sent me a message earlier today, said that the woman that did that to her wanted me to reach out to her. Oh, that'd be great. So I would love to actually bring her on the podcast and just, uh, yeah, she doesn't have to mention any names or anything. She She could just kind of give us some of her experiences and And what what, some of her beliefs. And what I told Corey earlier guys was, is that I'm thinking about having her do a past life regression on myself and, you know, posting the video on mind faction. That would be, um, you know, and just get our thoughts on that. Get everybody's thoughts. Um, I'm not telling you guys out there what to believe and what not to believe. I mean, we talked about deja vu before. Yeah. I know everybody's had it. It's just crazy. I don't know. I could go on forever about this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, And I think in a future podcast, you you said that you might want to bring up um, near-death experiences. I, I really do. And, I, and we can talk some about that now if you like. <laughs> okay. There have been so many near-death experiences that I have watched on you know YouTube and places like that read on. The experiences these people, it's always like the colors are so vibrant. Have you looked up any of these? I haven't. They always talk about how the colors are so vibrant. You know, everybody that has like nine out of ten of these people that I've read up on had the experience of nothing but unconditional love when they, you know, their heart stops and they quit breathing. Medically, they're, um, what do they call that? um, Where they're actually termed to be medically deceased. Mm -hmm. Um. And they leave their body. It seems like everybody on these um, NDEs say that they come outside of the body. They, you know, and they can see themselves in the room where people's working on them, doctors are working on them, friends are working on them, whatever's happening, CPR is going on. And then they um, they end up coming through a tunnel a lot of times of, of vibrant colors, like it's space warping. Yeah. And they derive it or suffer, like they, they arrive into like a field, a beautiful field with beautiful flowers and colors and it's so crazy to me that a lot of people and including doctors and scientists do not want to accept most of these people's um experiences you know i could see if it was just one person that did this but thousands upon thousands of people and you know but they didn't they also say that um whenever we die our brain releases dmt it dumps a extreme amount of dmts what they say some scientists say that Mm -hmm. um and dmt is what they call what is it? The guy, uh, the spiritual drug. The yeah, that's um, what they call it. It's um, dimethyltryptamine. Okay, is actually what DMT stands for. Yeah, um, it's a hallucinogenic uh, tryptamine drug that occurs naturally in many plants and animals. It is also referred to as the spirit molecule. Spirit molecule due to that's the right. intense psychedelic experience, and our brain naturally um, it produces, produces that. that. Yeah, um, and now they're starting to say that everything around us and in us produces somewhat of some DMT is what I was reading upon. Now I'm not for any kind of drug use out there. You know what I'm saying? I'm not knocking anybody that smokes marijuana or whatever. Well, here we go again with our nightly road noise. Mm-hmm. Mr. Jake break himself. Okay. 
But anyways, keep hauling that stuff, bro. We need some stuff at the stores. Yeah, supply chain. Keep that's going. no joke. That's no joke. But anyways, uh, yeah, I'm not saying I'm not um promoting any kind of drug use. But DMT, I would love honestly. I would like to see what it was about. Um, I know Joe Rogan talks highly about DMT. And Mike Tyson about done DMT. The, um, what is it? The sensory deprivation chambers. Definitely. Oh, I would love to experience one of those. You know what's the man? I can imagine that. Mm. No, I'd be insane. That would be. Um, but yeah, so they say your brain dumps a large amount of DMT. Now, is this what brings you to this psychedelical um, mind space that you're in when you supposedly cross over? But here's what is weird to me. I've watched and read several incidents where the person has been medically labeled deceased. They're working on them. They come outside of their body. They look at the clock and they can tell the time. When they call their disease, you know, the medical, you know, death. Mm-hmm. So that blows my mind right there. So you did. So how do you? I actually said that I hadn't heard anything about anything like that, but actually I have. Um, there was one story in particular that um, I'd watched a video on, and apparently the person, um, as with I believe most near death experiences that happen, like a hospital room, mm-hmm. that they actually floated above and out of their body right? and that they were able to look down into the room and they were able to see people enter the room could, could tell who they identify, who they were, what they did, what they said, um, and whether or not they exited the room or what they did. And then once the person was saved and, you know, after everything was over with and they brought them back, well, I saw, you know, so-and-so enter the room Mm-hmm. At this time, and then they said this or that, and you know, like and it was true. Your medical staff or or family or whoever is like, how did they know that? How did they? Like you were pronounced dead, you know, or there's yeah, no way wasn't could, with us. There's no way you could have seen that from the position you were in. So you tell me what's going. So on So what with is that? going on? You what's know? going on with that? Is that are we? We were talking about our minds being um um more like a signal. Yeah. Like what is going on? Like, but what what's what really sparked this? conversation tonight was kind of what you said earlier you know what role does our brain play in our consciousness in this world like it is a material thing is it is it like we, an, we yeah. do utilize for memories for um our function you yep. know i'm sure yep. that it, it controls a lot of our subconscious things like our breathing yeah, yeah our things, subconscious things controls like all that those. so where does the function of our brain stop and where does maybe a potential spiritual, you know, transition of, of memories there, there may be that simultaneously going on. You know, scientists talk about parallel universes. They said they, that they've, they've definitively found up to 11. What they believe is parallel universes. Scientists. I wish that. I could have somebody dumb that down for me so that I can understand I do too. The different universes and which one we're supposedly living in. I don't know if, yeah, I don't know about that, guys. Um, we need to study upon that. We do, and bring that to them and let them. So we'll try to understand that yeah, in a way I mean, that our brains can understand which, it, and then we'll try to get it in a sense that I believe the common man can understand it. It's a little a little above our pay grade, but we're going to oh. try to decipher the code here. And yeah, we'll bring that back to you guys in a future episode. Yeah. So there's I mean, because that's very intriguing. It is. and uh, But, you know, it's it's difficult. I think the thing about it is that intrigues me the most about this stuff is it's so difficult to explain it's the mystery. You know, when it. you have these outside of the box theories or, mm, yeah. you know, ideas, or thoughts. Yeah, just thoughts. Like it's difficult to explain them 
in a in common terminology and then it's yeah. like even though you if even if you can successfully explain it then how do you go about proving that or or going further with that thought you know there's no real way to do that i mean unless you are trying to practice something to tap into that very true it's hard to it's hard to put a finger on that one um <laughs> science don't even really know what's going on yeah <laughs> you know what i mean so i don't know man it's those things really get my mind going and it's hard for us to speak fluently on that because we're thinking so deep upon those ideas yeah. you know we're, i mean we're basically wow, trying bro. to speak on uncharted territory we are because we mean, don't know nobody knows yeah but to me the ndes the near-death experiences are just a lot of them that's so amazing yeah you know um like you said a lot of these people see their self from a third person view it seems like uh, it's their spirit and soul that's floated out of their body um yeah yeah i don't know man uh yeah. but i have reached out to a few people that has had some near-death experiences i don't personally know them um i got on a facebook near-death experience page joined up with their group and i posted hey this is garrett with mind faction podcast we'd love to hear your guys' near-death experiences on a future episode and get your guys's pro you know perspective of everything what happened to you yeah. and several people has reached out to me so hopefully hopefully in the near future guys we can pull that one off for you so yeah you don't I don't know. know. I think we ought to switch this up and let's do it. Let's do some uh, some random facts. <laughs> let's do some random facts. Let's do some fun facts, man. Man, I'm going to hit them with some fun facts real quick. I'm going to hit them with, let's see. It's time for fun facts. We're bringing in a little gross. early, but man, I love these fun facts. Well, you know, we spent some time on it. So we, yeah. I love them, man. It's just so fun. I'm just going to let this beat drop, man. This beat kills it every time it drops. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, let's go. go. Mind faction. Fun facts with the bros. <laughs> yeah, man. All right, so you going to hit us with one first? I'll let you go first. All right, man. So check this out. There's a nuclear bomb lost somewhere off the coast of Georgia. Did you know that? I have heard this story. On February 5th, 1958, an Air Force jet crashed into a B-47 bomber carrying Jesus. a 7,000-pound nuclear bomb. Um, if you all didn't know, at the height of the Cold War, before we had actual uh, missile defense systems, we would have planes that would fly at very high altitudes. Um, yeah, uh, you know, at, in, above the United States at all times. Yep. In the event that a nuclear war broke out, so that we could retaliate. Okay, so they had a lot of the times they were carrying a bomb that had um, an unattached warhead. Yeah, plane. it know. was like you had to arm it. Yeah, you had yep. to arm it. You had the um, keys for it to arm it. So anyway, um, the pilot worried the bomb might break loose from the damaged plane, dropped it into the water outside of Savannah, Georgia, Jesus. near the Wausau Sound. The Navy searched for the bomb for months, but were never able to recover it. Though the Air Force and former pilot of the plane deny that the bomb contained any plutonium, congressional testimony from the assistant to the Secretary of Defense in 1966 indicated the bomb was a complete weapon. Why would it not be? With a nuclear capsule <laughs> containing both uranium and plutonium. Mm, if that, that would have mixed. Oh, man. The Air Force does say that if the bomb is still intact, the risk of heavy metal spreading is low, and that if left undisturbed, the bomb should pose no hazard. So they still have not recovered this warhead? Not at all, and it's right off the coast of Savannah, Georgia. Could you imagine the friggin' damage it would have inflicted, inflicted if this would have detonated? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, It would have devastated. Savannah would have been gone, bro. the eastern seaboard, yeah. It would have been unlivable for hundreds of years for the radiation fallout. Yep. 
Wow, man. It's crazy. That is a really cool fact. What about you, Lopes? You got some? He's like, what? He's over there just like <laughs> thinking about it, man. No, I'm I'm just reading some. Um, so here's here's just a just a funny one for you to cook. Okay. A, to cook an egg um on a sidewalk, it needs to be at a temperature of 158 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. Really? And I've seen people do this. On the on the sidewalk? Yeah, man. Not like in person, but you know on videos. Yeah. I want mine scrambled though. <laughs> you can get, get a little dirt and protein in there. Yeah, you get a little dirt. I'm like, why is it so gritty for it? 158 <laughs> degrees? Mm-hmm. Damn, Damn, boy, that's hot. Nope. Have you ever heard like where guys are working on roofs of places or something or blue, the boots are like melting, melting sticking roof, and stuff? Yeah. Man, that'd be nuts. Going back to the veterans, imagine these guys out in the desert. Yeah. Mm, man, what that's got, crazy. What you got for us, Let me bro? go through like my slew of notes here. Now, this is pretty cool. You're going to dig I don't, in What color you got, eyes y'all got? I ain't trying to be all weird about it, but okay. what's up? Mine, mine are blue. Get out. What about yours, Lowe's? Yours blue. blue. Yeah. According to my Kentucky-issued driver's license, they're mm-hmm. blue. Well, check this out, guys. Well, he says. Re- <laughs> Research shows that all blue-eyed people may be related. So what's up, cuz? Cuz. Check this out. Cause. Or at least they may share the same distant ancestor. After studying Likely. the DNA of blue-eyed individuals from Scandinavia, Turkey, and Jordan, also India, Danish researchers found that they all had identical gene sequences for the eye color. They believe this trait comes from a single individual called the founder. His name was the founder. The founder. Whose genes mutated between six and 10,000 years ago. Before that, everyone had varying shades of brown eyes. Are, are, Are we the descendants of fallen angels? I don't know. Have you ever heard that? I've never heard of that. Heard. I have heard that blue-eyed genes in biblical times had came from the fallen angels. Did you ever hear about the fallen angels? Not really the fallen angels, but well, the descendants of the, of the angels and the humans. You know, they're like demi demigods, demigods, and they're like. I mean, I giants, do feel pretty right? powerful, but no, <laughs> I feel pretty weak in the gym. But anyways, oh. I, yeah, I need to get back in there if y'all can't tell. Uh, but anyways, that's pretty cool. And the Book of Enoch speaks on um, the angels that was sent here. Have you ever heard about the book of Enoch? I have, yeah. I'm going to study up on this book more. I think you've heard of it some too, right? Yeah. So Enoch was, I think, the grandfather of Noah. And he was so divine that God said, walk into heaven with me. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to perish to be brought to heaven. But anyways, um, they said there was like three or 400 angels sent to earth. And these angels started um, interbreeding with the human women, the women. Mm-hmm. And um, that created the race of giants. Yeah. So... Uh, That's where my Ken Falker. Yeah, Corey's six six with blue eyes. So I'm about four seven. I'm like four seven. I would be like a midget compared to. <laughs> but anyways, that's pretty crazy. But I, I have heard that little fact that blue eyes they say could have derived from the angels. Man, you got epic with yours. That's so like you, well, yeah. I mean, I, that's that blew my mind when I found that. Not just because I have blue eyes, but I mean, it's crazy that six to ten thousand years ago is that when that gene mutated yeah, yeah. what and caused this I did. yeah and that's the thing like i read up on that a little bit about that gene mutation because it, it i still isn't blue eyes that's still a recessive gene it's not a dominant gene i, right? I think it's a recessive yeah. gene right. uh, but it's that so makes sense because what they say here now, also. though that right like you know my woman's got brown eyes but both my, both my kids have blue eyes that would be the same as if like at some point in human history that like a sixth finger Right. started to grow in someone's hand and they had a kid that that happened to and then yeah, it started to become more and more common then some people have six fingers on their hands and some people just have five like well, that, that's kind that's of this, wild in a sense it's kind of that, but yeah to, that's a more extreme you know that's like i got dimples but that's actually a genetic flaw did you know that 
I only got one. I did not know that. Yeah, that's just I do know um, only like twenty percent of the for those people who have uh, a, a dimpled chin. Mm-hmm. Did you know that it was their the gene expression was, was either going to be a dimpled chin or a cleft lip. So it was that close to being cleft lip yes. or a dimple chin. Yes. If, okay. you, if you have a dimple chin or a cleft lip, it could have been 50-50. It could have either been oh, a dimple okay. chin or a cleft lip. So I guess that is, is that like a genetic flaw also, a dimple chin or yes. the cleft lip? Well, like a, a mutation? I, I suppose. I guess. It depends on how you see it. I don't know how that works. It's not necessarily a flaw. Um, it's just kind of a, a thing. It's yeah. expressed. And that um, kind of goes to the blue eye thing. Yeah. Um, and you then, know, you know, hair color and all that. That's, yeah. that's all. Well, that's another thing about blue eyes. They're more susceptible to like uh, having visual problems. I would imagine because the, the the light affects our our pupils worse. I would imagine that you know, uh, well, not just imagine, but I believe firmly that you know we all came from one man, one woman. Yeah, and so obviously we we'll all dive into this in a second. I got we, some shit for y'all. We all had the same color hair, same color beard, same color eyes. You know, at what point did it just start? And why? Yeah, you know they say that, but look at these races. You have Asians. You have African Americans, you know. You have um, Hispanics. Hispanics, which Hispanics are actually are natives and Spanish people. People mixed, um, which is pretty cool. That's pretty cool because the Incans and Mayans and the Aztecs was so well, elite. Na- Native Americans were Asians. That yeah, crossed that was Asians. Bearing land bridge, and they're like genes mutated to more functionality of the North American content continent. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's weird how our bodies will mutate and change, which is which goes hand in hand with evolution. Yeah. Now check this out. Since we're jumping in here, I didn't get all my notes down on this because, man, it's been crazy. Corey's had a crazy time. Losey's been busy. So this episode, we're just kind of freestyling this more. Um, this fact, you know, the fact here is, is there a code in our DNA? They have finally, you know, figured out the DNA sequence pretty much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It took them years. We know there's a code. Oh, well, we know there's a code. code. It's a binary code. Zeros. Just like in, in the solar system. In the universe. Universe. We talked about that last episode. It's pretty amazing. So is this a simulation or not? Is that, somebody controlling us mean, like the Sims right now? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, boy, y'all better. I'm looking at my like, y'all better level me up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on now. But anyways, check this out. Um, discovered in the 1860s by Swiss chemist Friedrich Misker, DNA gives the instruction for life, kind of like a computer code, like you touched on last episode. Mm-hmm. But is there a message from God in this DNA? Hmm. DNA does prove the existence of a higher being or intelligence. Does it? You know, a lot of scientists and researchers says it does. Okay. The DNA is composed of four elements, hydrogen, nitrogen, oxygen, and carbon. When put together, they form W or hold on, YHWG. Carbon is what makes us physical and earthly beings. When carbon is replaced with nitrogen, we have have an all colorless and odorless and invisible gas. They also form the letters YHWH, which is the name of God, Yahweh. Is that a coincidence? Is it? You know, that's wild. Okay, now check this out. Yahweh is a name for the God of the Israel, for God of Israelites. You know what I'm saying? It represents the biblical pronunciation of Yahweh. W or Y. H-W-H, the Hebrew name reveals revealed to Moses in the book of Exodus. Wow. So now they have recovered this code in our DNA. So that blows my mind. But there's a, there's a scientist, author, engineer, and origins researcher out there named Greg Braden. 
He has worked on this DNA code for around 12, 12 years now. Okay. He said the code exists in many layers. Each layer has its own code to unlock. Braden also says whoever put this there, this code, makes wanted to make sure that we understood really clearly how the code works. Pretty wild. Mm-hmm. He said he worked with a team of uh, geneticists, linguists, historians, translators to help validate and show Braden that they have revealed what is the message, God eternal within the body. That is what the message that they have recovered in the DNA. That's nuts. It lines up with ancient Hebrew text, Sanskrit text, and also there was another one. I can't remember what it was. Um, but yeah. Is that not nuts? So you, what you're going to what you're telling me is based on this research, it ties directly into our ancient, not really ancient, but just like I guess it would be considered yeah religious text yeah that proves our connection to, to a, a god, a god. A creator exactly. It's it's all code. We talked about this before. Life is a code. Now they're trying to decipher this code. I mean, but who? I mean, but who's arguing the point that we're not? In a simulation, I mean, you know, we we can we're we're calling it a simulation, right? Right. But we're saying when you say simulation, that kind of alludes to like a practice, like a run through. It does. But this isn't like this is the main game. This is the right, main right, thing. Right. This is the this isn't the this demo. Is, this no. isn't the beta. This is the alpha. This is it, and we're in it. And this is the code that was written was written by God. Definitely. May, may, I mean. It's kind of like so what that we have finally realized that we are in God's computer. True, and He, you know, this also goes to past life regressions. Are we given multiple lives? Are we given multiple chances of life to to make our soul more divine? Yeah, to learn our souls, not our physical body, but to teach our souls things that we need to know that to level know, up, so that we can ascend, ascend to be one with or God, descend, or descend. Based on how many chances we've been given and how far we fall. Who knows how that all works. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff, man. But yeah, Greg Braden, I, I reached out to his team too. Maybe he can enlighten us someone uh, one day on the show here on my faction and tell us what he found. Um, I wanted to play some of his videos, but I didn't know how that worked. And uh, But yeah, look him up, Greg Braden, on YouTube, um, the DNA code. Look at some of his videos and see what you guys think. You know what I mean? Just think outside the box, man. And what's really And I tell you what, man. He also said around 200,000 years ago, something happened to the, our, our DNA, our chromosomes in our body, to where they know for a fact, I don't know what the hell that was. I don't know what that was. Yeah, weird random noise. <laughs> they know for a fact that we did not descend from like a Neanderthal. You know what I'm saying? We're a completely different race, and we popped up out of nowhere. They have never found a missing link. But he said there was some weird fusion going on with our chromosomes and our, and our genes from back around that time that they cannot explain. That does not happen in nature. That's not happening in nature. So what yeah. does that mean? It's almost like somebody intervened. Oh, manipulated. Manipulated our DNA structure to make us who we are now. Rewrote the code. And he says the modern human, you know, human you know, homo sapiens. Yeah hit the earth pretty much 200,000 years ago and we have not changed. We haven't. And that's something that I bring that up. That is crazy. Often. If we were evolving, like evolving in the sense of what people are trying to say, like, right. like how animals, we can kind of see somewhat of them evolve. Change. Yeah. Like look at, look at primates. Yeah. They are now are in, the in, stone age. in the stone age. Exactly. 
why isn't there like an in-between? Like, why isn't there like a primate that is somewhere between a primate and a human? Exactly. You know, that, that we can see the species evolving. Like there's different levels. It wouldn't be, you know, they're right. obviously not going to evolve in just one lifespan. No, no. You know. Uh, it takes thousands, if not millions of years. But still, at the same time, there would be, if we were ever evolving, I could be at a different level of ev- evolution than you. Exactly. But we're not. Me and you are on the same. We are right, right. We are where we are, man. We're genetically pretty much 99.99% the now, same. There are ways that we're getting better. But yeah, that's a lot true. of that has to do with you know nutritional our our surroundings. Yeah, and that goes to but he said that we evolve like our evolution does not coincide with any other animal animal on Earth. You think about that, okay? So if we came, a lot of people want to argue the fact that we came from monkeys, primates. If that was the case, why is, why is primates still around? Yeah, and, and like I just said, why isn't there like and in between, why is it right? Why, right. why can I see there a race of like in but somewhere well, like okay, this guy here is kind of like watch. <laughs> yeah, he's out there somewhere. He's out there hiding. And Joe Kennedy, but I looking for you. Kennedy's looking for you, buddy. You better watch it down on Day Ridge. <laughs> Scoping, yeah, holler. But yeah, you Gotta know that Joe is. We need to get Joe on here. Yeah, dude, but that is crazy. It is, man. I mean, we could go on and on about the. The DNA, genetics, and computer code theory. <laughs> this is supposed you know, to be fun a, facts, and I just got way out there. As a matter of fact, man, I think we need to devote almost the entire podcast and just just hammering away at that. If people would be willing to listen to that, yeah. leave your comments, guys. If you're interested in this stuff, we we're obviously we are extremely blown away by this stuff. So if you guys are and you would like to hear almost the entire podcast dedicated to that, yeah, let us know. Definitely, guys, let us know. So my next fact is not going to be nearly. Did you have more to? No, on? no, that's fine. Okay. That's I fine. didn't mean to just like end it. I know like I got way off there on there, bro. Um, I'm sorry. Mine's not going to be nearly as long, but it's. <laughs> I feel like it's maybe equally as mind blowing. Okay. Ninety three percent of people to ever exist on Earth are dead. So think about that. All the people that are on this planet right now only make up seven percent of all people who have ever lived on this planet. Wow. Ninety three percent of people who have ever existed on Earth are dead. Here's the even crazier, mind-blowing part. Hmm. Roughly 50% of them died from malaria. Oh, my gosh. Malaria did that? Yeah. I know that it was an extreme thing, but geez. So out of the 93% of people that have died, roughly 50% of them died from malaria. That is a mind-blowing fact to try to wrap your mind around. Those numbers are astronomical, bro. I never knew that. I know. I could have never imagined that. (laughs) Wow. Losey's about to sleep over here. We're yes. boring. Look at him. He's like, wow. Better hit that bang. He's like, this is the craziest Swirly ASMR pop. I've ever been involved with. For all those out there that don't know what ASMR is, go check it out on YouTube. And it stands for the Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. There you go. It will put you to sleep. It will. And make you very relaxed. And it will have you regress into your past life. No, I'm telling you, it won't do that. ASMR. But yeah, if you guys would like to uh, dive more to the regression thing, um, if you're interested in, in in thinking that I should do that and put that on my faction, hit us up, man, because I'm down for that. I would like to, um, yeah, go through that. Anyways, go ahead, bro. Sorry. Oh, that was pretty much it. Okay. Check this out. Your funny bone is actually a nerve. I've heard that. Your funny bone? Well, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, but you know, a lot of people call it funny bone. Yeah. Why ain't a funny nerve? You know what I'm saying? That's like Parkway. Yeah. Bro, you drive on the Parkway. You park in your driveway. 
get out of here with this, man. Quit playing games with us <laughs> like this, man. You know, so we like to talk about this a lot. So, you know, the Matrix movies. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. kind of what we compare what we've been talking about, you know, to so our reality. Did you know that? Did, did we already, by the way, stop me because I, I just kind of had a, this kind of hit me just now. We might have already actually said this that the falling green characters, <laughs> did we already, did we no. already hit this no. fact before? No, no, we didn't. The falling green characters at the beginning of all Matrix movies came from sushi recipes. Mm. Mm. Really? Very random. What's up with that? But it looks like computer code that's falling, you know? Uh-huh. You remember all the wallpapers? You yeah, know, the movie yeah. Like? So that's what, from, in the movie, that's what it came from, was from sushi recipes. So I assume it was just like recipes that were just falling, you know? That's what? So, yeah, I I don't know. Mm, that's wild, bro. Interesting. That's very interesting. That's I don't know what the hell is going on. I, I don't know what to make of that or how to utilize that information, but no, I won't be able to watch any Matrix movies the same anymore. No, I'm like, man, hey, it's positive. I got to get this recipe real quick. Yeah. Love sushi. I'm getting that California roll recipe off this bitch right now. <laughs> That's wild, bro. That's pretty wild. Anyways, um, you got anything, Loves? You guys think the um, dirtiest household typical household item is or a hospital or a hotel mm, when you threw a hospital nerd threw me off because i was thinking the phone maybe that skank hose dildo but oh, oh. the <laughs> hospital they got them in the I hospital was saying, no i was saying oh, the hospital threw me off it would just been the house and the hotel yeah anyways you're no pretty, you're pretty close though and would you say foam yeah you brought it up last time the yeah. phone let's see let me let me think for a minute the dirtiest item in a house, hospital, or hotel. Typically, the dirtiest household item. It's a household item. Yep. Remote control. Yeah, that's it, dude. Damn, oh, smoked yeah. it, bro. Handled. Yep. Damn, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You getting? Yeah. You just handled that question like those remotes get handled. Yeah, that's about it. Thank you, uh, Sims. Um, Creator that upgraded me just then. <laughs> no, <laughs> upgrade. Level, level, level up. Yeah. It's like you wish. You can just see my topping. God was topping in. I put the code in there. Yeah, here we go. So, level up. Oh, man. 2021. Escape plan. Mind faction edition. So, I'm going to throw one Escape plan? Escape plan. I hear what you know. I'm going to throw a goofy one out there. Okay. Ohio doesn't allow strippers to touch you unless you're an immediate family member. You know, I'm from Ohio, what? and I don't believe that bullshit. What? <laughs> immediate family member? Immediate family member. So, so it's, it's like, why, at that point, why would you want to, why are you there? And you guys want to talk about Kentucky being inbred. Come on, man. What's hey, going that's on, your bro? sister. She can't touch you. Why are you there? Bro? Why are you there watching your sister, like, bust it open on a stage oh, like that, bro? Don't bro, be that. don't be doing don't that. Don't be talking about that. First cousin, it doesn't count. That's crazy. <laughs> Damn. Don't do them like that. Is that is that legit, bro? Yes. So the bouncer's gonna rump on you, but oh you're you're a brother. Okay, you're good. Yeah. Are your cousin good? But your boy better back up. They ain't related. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know about it. It's wild. Oh, check this out. Check this out. Okay. When you're born, you don't have fingerprints. Yeah, it's like no kneecaps. So well, you know, I spoke about this before about uh yeah. how they're unique. Yeah. Yeah, I so I guess like your your genetic code eventually outlines your that's weird unique fingerprints. It's cr- crazy. You said we're talking about DNA. Yeah, they said you really um, derive your um, fingerprints when you're around three years old. But check it out. I've heard of people being able to burn their finger 
fingerprints off and they grow back exactly the same. Hmm. Ain't that wild, man? It is wild. So, so then why do they do the feet print and the handprint? I don't know. Is it just I got like some a, on me tattooed I did. That's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. I need to look at that. I want to see if there's dermal ridges on the toes or um, or on the fingerprints. Because I've never, I mean, I don't know how true that is, but yeah, that's a wild fact, bro. I don't think that there is. What else you got? Corey Kilby over here. I'm just over here just mind blown. I'm going to give you another <laughs> random one. In the summer of 2017, more than 3 million photos of avocado toast were uploaded to Instagram every day. That's what avocado got. Me. 3 million photos a day all summer long. Avocado toast. So we're gonna to have to dedicate a um, episode to avocado. I have avocado to get really blowed up. I guess they <laughs> it's like when that. everybody got healthy. Yeah, no, they I'm say the av- avocado is very, very healthy. Is that true? Yeah. Have you heard that? I have. But who it's knows? Like a super. It's probably something like you would eat in a bean and shut your kidneys down or something. Like. <laughs> yeah, over OD on it. Yeah. Well, that's like a lot of people. They'll approach me when they're talking about working out. They're like, "Man, I've been eating tuna for two months straight." Nothing else. I'm like, well, your central nervous system is dead from the mercury content. Yeah. It's like, what? Like, a lot of people don't know that you can't eat fish like that Man, every day. I've been taking 250 megs of train balling every day. <laughs> so we were talking about homelessness um, earlier. Mm-hmm. Here's yep. a fun fact for you about Kentucky. Um, as of January 2020, there were 666 individuals experiencing chronic homelessness. 666? What mm-hmm. a fucking number. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm experiencing homelessness yep chronic homelessness there were 399 veterans in kentucky experiencing homelessness damn Mm -hmm. i got something that people can try out at home right now wow what's What's up it's impossible to hum while you hold your nose man i'll try that right now for the same reason you can't exhale while holding your nose and closing your mouth to make the humming noise you have to pass air through your larynx do you believe it you can't do that when no air can be exhaled don't make me try it right now it's real for it. But you have to hum like a song, like trying. What do you want me to hum? Um, fuck them. <laughs> I want to hum back that ass up by Juvenile. Okay. okay. <laughs> Let's this, see. I'm gonna try Dystopia hum by Travis Scott. Oh man, man yeah. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna touch on him in a few hum, seconds. Hum it up. Let's see. I want like some Jingle Bell shit. Oh, dude, do the Star Spangled Banner. Veterans Day. <sighs> man, I can't even sing that. Like without, I mean. I can't do it. Yeah. I fucking can't do it. You no. can't, man. Damn it. It's impossible. It's impossible. Impossible. Failed. Anyways, yeah, that's crazy. Leveled down. That yeah, I just got leveled down. Yeah. Well, check this yeah. out for everybody, all you gym rats out there. Okay. What 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 do you believe your strongest muscle is? I'm gonna say it's your heart. No, not from this fact. It says there are pl- plenty of strong muscles in the human body, but the strongest is thought to be the tongue. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'll be there curling dumbbells with it. Damn right. Mention like 450 with my tongue, bro. Just don't make eye contact with anybody. <laughs> it's going to be a little weird. <laughs> a little weird when you're there curling up at 50 uh, pound dumbbells that tongue. That's going to be a little odd for real. What up, Gene um, Simmons? That's wild, though. Yeah. I always thought it was your heart. I always heard it was your heart. Was your was your. Strongest muscle. That's what I would assume. But. Maybe it's like the densest muscle or something. The heart's yeah. the only muscle that doesn't get tired, though, right? Yeah, I guess so. It's constantly. Necessarily. Yeah. With that Kevin Gates mentality. Yeah. I don't get tired. I DGT. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> man, oh, so, man. You know, speak, speaking of, you know, on the rap game, mm-hmm. 
You already know what I'm getting ready to bring up. Astro World. Travis Scott. What is, what, what is going on with this? Astro World. <clears throat> you know, was he trying to sacrifice? Is Travis Scott really on some satanic ritual type shit? Well, I mean, all the signs kind of allude to that. You know, I didn't look into a whole lot of it. I did watch some of the experiences that some of the people that um, attended this concert did have. Yep. They um, just banned him from the Kardashians. Damn. TV show or what? Yeah. How do you just ban them from the Kardashians? I mean, you can't be on the show anymore. Come now. on, man. So, ain't he married one of them? Is that right? Right. Yeah. I don't know the name. I don't know There's which so one many it is. of them. Who even cares about them anymore? Though, really? You know what I mean, I'm saying? I don't care about them. It's just no, like, I know. I mean, that, I'm not that, saying like, like, like it's kind of like weird. I'm not saying you do. I'm just saying like I can't believe that people even to say that he's banned from their TV show. I'm like, like it's even, a big deal. They even still have a TV show. Yeah. Like they need him on the TV show. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah, but um, I did see a few videos, man. It was really weird. Yeah, the stage was set up super weird. I heard that like so the emergency apparently, and I don't know if these times are correct. But the emergency apparently happened at like eight fifteen or something like that, mm, and it know. wasn't until nine fifteen that emergency personnel was able to get in there to these people because it was so packed. Yeah, but that's not an excuse, man. I mean, there's been other concerts that have been equally as packed out. I mean, are you are you saying it's that the emergency personnel failed, or are you saying there's something else going on? I believe that, you know, the show itself has to be conducted from those on stage. Yeah. I feel that Travis probably was just being neglectful. And, you know, that is a lot to put on him because there are so many there. Yeah. It's but, like you know, it's there, there are up. so many other artists, musicians, you know, that have had concerts where they have had. They've stopped shows. Yeah, they have uh, in order to have someone taken care of, and they've mm. been they've been taken care of immediately. You know the crazy thing about that is I've seen where there was several videos uploaded to YouTube where there was like people like going up onto the uh, the camera towers that film and like, hey, we got somebody that's not breathing over here. You need to stop this, and, you know. And they're kind of yeah. like shushing them away, like get away, you know. Yeah. And then you got Travis up here on some kind of pedestal, looking like he's doing some kind of antichrist thing, singing to the. The patients that's passed out on the ground or the yeah did you well, see that well you look at his shirt so it's got the what is it the portal what was it called i, I don't know like something it, about the portal and it says about see you on the other side yeah and then, then there's like when you walked into the venue didn't they say that it was like a uh it was like his head it's like you're walking into his mouth yeah and, and i seen where they drew a really um odd perspective for actually like a retro perspective of an old satanic um picture of some sort right, where it had like yeah. a mouth open when people was walking you into got the it. flames shooting up and stuff yeah man there was a lot of real weird weird similarities on what he was doing yeah i mean so it definitely couldn't give you very good vibes while you were there but and then I, I and I see where so many people said it was like a hellish um environment people were screaming and they couldn't you know they couldn't yeah. breathe and I don't know what the hell happened at this place man yeah. like was there just it, too many what, people what blows or? my mind is like how that many people didn't just get hurt. Seriously, they lost their life. Yeah, and not in the people. same location. It was nine. around the same time. Nine, nine, nine the last person that was in the hospital just passed away. Oh man! So at the same moment, at different parts of this venue, nine people, eight people, and then now one that passed away in the hospital lost their life. Trampled. Think you, about that. You know, yeah, that's crazy. I seen a lot of the videos that said there was no way there was nine people died. There had to be more. Did you see that? Mm -hmm. yeah. They said, dude, just my perspective, I've seen several people on the ground not breathing, be, trying to be resuscitated. And then you had all these other people saying that, like in different par like areas of the crowds. Like, like he's the, out there passing out the Jim Jones Kool-Aid. Like, I'm well, telling I mean, you. There, there's also speculation that, that um, there were a couple people said that they were injected. Yeah. 
to an actual show. You know that's what they did. You know that an actual actually? bodyguard, the, right? Jonestown or whatever. Did you know about this? No. Y'all know about what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jim Jones. Okay, if you didn't drink the Kool Aid, they actually injected you with so the, with the poison. Yeah, so you're yeah. going to die. Yeah, either way it goes, you're yeah. dying. So to say that there, you know, that's that's weird. It's like a cult mentality. It is. You know, I ain't really listen to a whole lot of Travis's music. I mean, I've heard. I mean, we've all heard his songs. But I have, but I never, you know, I never pictured that. No, and I mean, there's a lot of kids who like to listen to Travis, and then obviously, you know, you had the Travis Scott Mill McDonald's. You know, which I never was pretty good. I didn't know but, much about Travis. As a matter of fact, a lot of people didn't because whenever that meal was available, people were like, "Who the heck is Travis Scott?" Yeah, like around here, especially. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, but it's weird that he, you know, he's catapulted into the superstardom he has, and yeah, then but, yeah, all these weird similarities of what happened in his concert. You know, I, I don't know. I heard he's being sued yeah. for this and all that. So, I mean, a lot of times you can look at something and say, "Okay, you're looking too too deeply into this," but there's just so many weird coincidental things. It, it was odd what yeah. I've looked up. Just, uh, just really odd. <laughs> Man, he he went to Dave and Buster's afterwards, so he wasn't worried about it. He rolled up in Dave mm-hmm. after party at Dave and Buster's, knowing that people just died at his concert. Um, he needed to give a public statement, man. Apologize. Well, technically, they said what well, he did. Actually, he he released a public statement on Instagram after the show, yeah. and it was deleted forty five minutes after he released it. He deleted this, or somebody deleted it. He deleted it. Did you ever? Did anybody save this? Mm, Nobody got a video of this. There, sure there has to be a video. There was, there was information that when he released it, it was it was forty five minutes exactly after that he deleted. Wonder why? Apology. I don't know. Do you think like his lawyers approached him and said, "Hey, don't incorporate, don't incriminate yourself. What the fuck you doing, Travis? Uh, you need sure. to get that value meal back out there. I don't know. No. <laughs> need to win the people back. So you, you know, put the Ouija board souls. back in the closet." Um, put the pentagram away for now. This dude, no, I don't know what's going on, man. I you hate know, that, there, man. There's always the Illuminati and the yeah. Satan, Satan, our logo. I mean, what are we doing? And whatever these, you know, secret societies of the rich and famous. Like we're always talking about this stuff. That but, secret society stuff is pretty interesting. You know, it blows my mind. Really, I'm on my mic. It, it's amazing to me that like they used to say forty years ago, like rock and roll was satanic, black. Oh Sabbath, man. ACDC yeah. and then parents you know. my dad told me that all the parents back when he was a kid and they was jamming out the stuff was like what are you listening yeah. to this is satanic ritual yeah. music you know? they used to say the band Kiss that stood for knots in Satan's service yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like listen to their songs it's about love and like you know what I'm saying I just like, want to rock and roll man yeah. you, had all, <laughs> you may have like one song that, head off that was sang bats. by Gene Simmons that was a god of thunder and it was like people, oh, you know, and he's talking about rock and roll and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. You know, but they took it out of context. But now it's like this stuff's pretty blatantly obvious. It may be satanic. I don't know. <laughs> you know, this stuff, I mean, it could be the same ordeal, it could I be mean, the same situation, just different generation. Right. Was right. It, was it Little Yachty that had the blood shoes, the 66 shoes? Was it him or Travis Scott? No, I think it was Little Yachty. No, it was Nas X. Nas X. And then you had that. XX Tentacion cat. Mm-hmm. Nas X is the one that's on some other shit. Had the Nike, yeah, big deal with yeah, it. It actually yeah, wasn't Nike, but yeah, they took the Nikes Nike. and they they converted them to how they wanted them. They actually put like the blood from the people that made the shoes, maybe in the sole of a drop was, yeah, or some shit. Drop of blood. Yeah, and then like he had there's the, pentagrams uh, on them. And dude had that uh, music video where he was like dancing on Satan and yeah, come on, dude. I knew this fucking dude was weird when he dropped out with this fucking old town road song, bro. You ain't doing that. <laughs> 
You ain't doing that. Damn. Man. Get your ass up off that fucking horse, Damn, bro. You ain't Daniel. doing that shit. You're jumping on some other shit, and it ain't horses, bro. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what's going on, man. This whole rap game has changed. It's changed a lot, you know. It's changed so. a lot, but uh, you know, I was waiting on it to change up because, like, it gets stagnant. In it times, did, but, man. Like, but, I mean, it's definitely you've seen the evolution of rap from like mm-hmm. '90s to 2000s. I'm on that drill shit, though. Yeah. I'm on that Chicago drill yeah. shit. I ain't. I can't listen to no other rappers unless you smoking people and you talking about your songs. Don't be saying you killing people in your songs and you ain't did none of that shit. You got Kanye on the I can't uh, listen to you church no vibe, and you got Travis yeah. Scott on the satanic vibe. And you got Drake yeah. has been on the same R&B shit, which I respect Drake for Hey, that. Drake goes respect hard. Respect Drake. Yeah. Shout out Drake. Yeah. He's on some good shit. He's he's one of the best that's done, I guess. You know, he's not, I've never considered him a rapper, but. No, uh, he's a very he creative does. guy. He, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, 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 he actually came out. It's weird that I respect him for this, I guess, because it's kind of seems like contradicting mm-hmm. but he came out and was like yeah man I, I rap about stuff that like I'm i not, didn't live that i'm not about it just I because remember it's me appealing talked about this a couple years ago and i'm like you know ago. but at least he's the only person he admits it that comes out that's mainstream that admits that because besides like little dirt who really that's yeah. mainstream right now has lived that life yeah see like the like king vaughn or little dirk or, or the chicago rappers it's really grew up in this gang life because yeah, king vaughn's not around that's why i'm saying that it's like mainstream is still alive it's right right it's, it's still alive dirk's still Old and strong. I mean, I mean, there's several rappers from Chicago that's about that life. Obviously, you got yeah. Nipsey that lived and died by it. Yeah, yep. Vaughn did too. Yeah, Vaughn um, did too. You know, you look at uh, OTF and their camp, and um, you know, you look at FBG Duck that that was murdered, man. And um, uh, man, yeah. that shit blow me away this year. We lost a lot of good rappers this year from Chicago. Yeah. Um, we lost um and late last year Vaughn. Yeah, like well, yeah, last year. I'm sorry. The end of last year, and uh, man, shit's crazy, bro. But yeah, you know, um, now, but you got, um, y- y- you know, I wonder how Nas, the legend Nas, the classic rapper Nas, he just dropped an album this year, actually, thinks about little Nas X. Like, yeah, are you playing off his name? Like, what do that's a disgrace yeah. to Nas for real, I feel, because yeah. Lil Nas X is not on the level with Nas, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, I'm not so knocking totally him. different, you know, he might have been a fan of his, but you need to like. You need to get on your own right. wave. You know, you need to create your own thing. Yeah, yep. That's yeah, true. I just... That's, I don't know. I'm not a fan of Lil Nas X, really. Yeah. You know what I'm that's saying? why I think Eminem, you know, as far as, like, being a rapper, I, I firmly believe Eminem's the greatest of all time. Um, Wordplay, yeah. Uh, I can't take him as, like, serious as far as, like, him as himself, though, but... I mean, I'm not really a fan of him. He's a battle rapper. I'm as little in front of him. Who? Wayne's all right. But I think know, it depends it. on what your definition of like rap is. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, there's different factions in rap. Because you, you like know, drill rap. I like drill music. I like gangster rap. You know what I'm saying? I do get into some lyrical play. Like um, you had 2 Chains. 2 Chains was like more of a street rapper, yeah. but is a very intelligent guy and has a lot of wordplay. Yeah. Very catchy. Yeah. You know, I like the, I don't know, man. I don't know what draws me too much, so much to the drill music. It's almost like the serial killer part that people are drawn to. Yeah. It's these guys it's live the that real life. life. The, you the, know, the, the struggle, yeah. the grime of it, man. You know what I'm yeah. saying? They're, they're, they're like rapping about something real. Yeah, that they've you know, been like through. Eminem, like you said, just on that like lyrical wordplay. And storytelling, which is awesome. And storytelling. And it's, like you said, you know, he's a battle rapper. He and, is, yeah. But yeah. I just feel I like respect that in part. that sense, if we're talking about that category of rap, like oh, mainstream yeah. rap. Oh, yeah. He's the greatest, just has because to be. I mean, who can go against him? And when he him? came in, there was nothing like him. No man, and I, I actually liked Eminem's early stuff a lot too because he just didn't give a shit. Yeah, and he was so left field, bro. Yeah, you, you know never know what he was going to come. No, with. and, and, and no, no matter who it's, who came at him and who attacked him, 
he but, always just nailed it. But yeah. a lot of people ask me about that because they know I used to make rap music and shit. I wasn't nothing great or nothing, but I'm just saying, and I didn't make the type of music Eminem makes, but everybody asked me about Eminem and I was like, well, you know, I can listen to Eminem, but I don't ride around and listen to Eminem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't feel that music to ride around a jam to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm more like a Kevin Gates feel. You know what I'm saying? Kevin Gates is a very intelligent guy. A little different, a little out there. But, um, you know, but I'm more drill rap. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, man. You hear these guys talking about killing each other's squad or their gang and shit. I'm like, damn. Yeah. These well, guys you, I mean, you guys know. Incrim- incriminate themselves. I listen to rap. But, yeah. you know, my thing is like, it's always been like metal. Oh, rock, yeah, I love metal too. Classic shit. rock. And I don't know what it is that draws me to like some violent metal rap that you know, know what I mean. Man. Like there's certain there's the certain so good and, and you're just like man that you know that gets me pumped. It, it gets does. Me fired man. up. It gets that energy you know, flowing. Like if you're in the gym, you know, kicking on some Disturbed and Slipknot, yeah, you know, making you want to run through a wall. Something that it just it hit it hits me. I guess on a mental level, in a sense that it gets me pumped, and it, then you sit back and you're like, what is it about that that just get your, you know. I thought about that before. Like the rhythm of it, the beat yeah, of it, yeah. The, 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 the guitar work, man. It's just like music is so crazy because, well, that's weird. We're talking about rappers from Chicago, and my YouTube um, throws up a notification for Polo G, <laughs> which he's a good rapper. He's a great rapper, also. But anyways, um, it's like something with the it changes your heart rate. They say, mm-hmm. you know, music would affect your heart rate. You imagine how boring life would be without music. Oh yeah. You know that that's we're, that's something that's built into us. It is. You know, I don't, the, I don't know, the rhythm, man, the beat. You got to think our heart beats in a rhythm. Yeah. You know, um, we hear that in our mother's wombs. We do. Boom, um, boom, boom. You know, like everything in in life is a cycle. Yes. You, know, you know, the universe is a cycle. The solar system's a cycle. <laughs> oh, my next killing uh, but, uh, the seasons are a cycle. Everything's a cycle. And and my point is, is like in music, music typically it's has, cool you're touching on that bro has a cycle in a sense you know and it's it's rhythmic it is everything in the universe is rhythmic and that's crazy you're saying this because a lot of the people that believe in um the past life regressions um the reincarnations they say we all our souls possess a vibration or a frequency everything in the world is based on a frequency yeah so have you ever gotten into like the sleep frequencies and all that you know, I've looked in a little bit. I've listened a little bit. That's crazy, Just right? Just to see what it do, yeah. you know, because I'm always experimenting always, with something like we, that. We talked about this before. Like, I can listen to any of those frequencies for a period of time, and mm-hmm. I've even dozed off before listening to some of those. Yeah. Um, But eventually, it just gives me a headache. I don't know if it just <sighs> yeah, isn't bothering bro. my eardrums it's or It's like something. the SB7 spirit box. Exactly. <laughs> you know, we're in a house. It's very disorienting. <laughs> yeah. We're just like, gosh. And everybody's like, so – <laughs> jumping all off topic here but when we're using sb7 spirit box on a paranormal investigation people's like man did, can you hear it really clear and honestly the 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 static noise is so droning mm-hmm. that it is hard to make out some of the responses you get so you have to go yeah. back and listen to some you of have it. to um and we, I mean, it's we miss wild. some things sometimes too we do and uh you know i watch a lot of these shows and they're like we caught this evp and you'll hear my oh, and they'll say it says something you I'm like, I didn't catch none of that shit yeah, you just put yeah. on the screen. Don't be putting that on the screen to make me try to mentally visualize you thinking it said that. Because yeah. I'm hearing something totally man, different. I, what do you feel about that's that? That's a whole other topic, man. Yeah. A whole other rabbit hole we can jump down. But I'm gonna tell you, there are so many TV shows out there that throw out crap evidence just to have Bullshit. something to talk about. And they're like, if you listen real close, it says hello. And it just be some weird electronics. Like, it's sound. like it sounds like this. 
Yeah. And they're he like, just said, hello, I'm coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's saying? like, oh, come on, man. You know, or they give us some, and it's just, it's not, it's not there. It's not legitimate to me. And, you know, that's something that fourth dimension paranormal is not going to bring you. Is that it's definitely trash? not. And, and like we've uh, alluded on other episodes is that that's the only reason we have two episodes out really because the other place we went, we didn't catch nothing. Mm-hmm. We didn't catch nothing. We're not going to produce something. That's, we ain't faking nothing you know, on our show, bro. We're not saying everybody does, but I'm just saying, how do all these places, all these shows go to consistently go to all these locations and consistently catch all this crazy evidence? Mm -hmm. You tell me that. You don't, don't, you can't tell me that they don't go to one place they have so planned or pumped for and they don't catch nothing. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? What's going on here? So is the name of the, by the way, I'm going to jump on this real quick. Okay. Paranormal is the name of the lady that now is over, um, the county jail that's in Huntsville, mm-hmm. Tennessee. Is her name Miranda Young? It is. Okay. I, I've never met this. She invited lady. me to like historic Scott County jail page. Okay. So shout out to her. Um, yeah. Yeah. She's I, got a little ghost hunting thing going on. She's now offering yeah. on select knots, public ghost hunts, flashlight tours, private paranormal investigations. Hey, I'm about it. I mean, we were supposed to get in there before they did all this. We, we were. And COVID struck us. And what well, we tried and, and, you know, it was hard to get. It was. And the reason why it was tough to get in was primarily because we couldn't get on the same page with the we mayor. Couldn't. We couldn't, yeah. Um, and we couldn't get the keys. But, yeah. man, I would have loved to hit that place before this would have. I would have, too. Um, a lot of people's brought this girl's name to my attention, and I have never met her. But I have checked out some of her things. You know, it's pretty cool what she's got going on. Yeah. You know, and maybe I, one day we can team up. Yeah. Congrats cool. to her for, Congrats. for getting her brand to take yeah. off in a sense, you know, and, and creating something. And, you know, I like she's it. doing it on her own. That's and, right. And I think I like that's that. cool. I think that's I really cool. I respect it. I do, man. Um, and she's she's doing it all, man. I'm looking here right now. Historic Scott County Jail uh, clothing. Um, yeah, I've seen some clothes. Like D- biker. It was on WATE6. It's a ghost biker? Yeah. That's awesome, man. She's and doing she's, that. She's doing a lot of great things here. And, and like I said, um, we would love to go um, – investigate this place and you know put something out there for you guys to watch i mean yeah we need to hear some had so many people reach out and ask us if we're still doing that stuff and you know we absolutely mm-hmm. are up for it oh yeah man so. well that's something okay that's like saying me i like racing street racing that's something that's just in you that's in our blood man it i is. think even the paranormal investigation competitiveness stuff, or- it's just the mysterious i mean look we made a podcast to talk about these kind of things it's just the mysterious um Mysteries of life. Yeah, the mysteries of life. And there's the, that whole subject intrigues the shit out of me, bro. It does. Um, you know, I did check out some of her videos. Now, some of the videos I've seen, she didn't have a whole lot of views, though. I didn't understand that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I wonder why. Some people just struggle to promote. I like their, the YouTube. Yeah. But I mean, you look at our episode, our first one, man, I, we didn't really promote it. And it's got 24K. Yeah. Our second one only has like 1,000. It's only got like 1,100. It's so weird. Yeah. But we did have a big gap between putting those out. We did. And that's one thing that we know is just like the same thing with these podcasts. We know that the more that we can put out there, the more yeah. content, eventually they're going to be found. And That'd the people be. will go back over time and listen to us and, and hopefully be, you know, as intrigued as you all still listen to us right now. So. You, know, you know what I think it's time for? What's it time for? Man, you guys don't know what time it is. Hit it. Yo. You ready? Are you ready? You know what time it is. It's five minutes of murder mystery. Okay. So tonight. Tonight. Now check this out. On this this location, me and my brother looked up. 
And it's only, bro, it's only like four or five hundred bucks to do a paranormal investigation here. Is it in Iowa? It is in Iowa. It's in actually in Villisca. Villisca. Iowa. Iowa. And we have touched on other acts, murder, mysteries, mm-hmm. alluding to our first episode of my cousin Lizzie Borden. Yeah. <laughs> I guess she's truly my cousin through DNA, but anyway. So, yeah. So, let's get this rolling. All right. So, sometime around midnight between Sunday, June 9th and Monday, June 10th, 1912, a person or persons entered a modest house in Villisca, Iowa, and bludgeoned to death eight people sleeping there including two adults and six children aged 5 through 12. The killings became known as the Villisca Axe Murders and are easily the most notorious murders in Iowa history. Wow. How does somebody come into a house and kill that many people without other people being alarmed? Dude, that, that right there blows my mind, man. Yeah. That's just complete insanity. You know, the crazy thing about this house is I've seen several paranormal groups go to this house and catch some pretty compelling things. Yeah, I would love to visit this place for a fourth dimension paranormal episode one day, maybe in the future. So, yeah. Okay, these murders spawned nearly 10 years of investigations, repeated grand jury hearings, a spectacular slander suit, and murder trial. Hmm. Hmm. Numerous minor uh, litigations and trials. And horrific crime and broke political careers. This this got crazy. Yeah, this got really... Oh my gosh, man. This really uh, inflicted this small town. I mean, this was a small town, too. Um, It says legislation was written in response to the murder, including the establishment of the current state of Bureau Bureau of Crime Investigations predecessor. So let's really set this up here for these guys. Set it up. So this is the night before the murders. On Sunday evening, June 9th, 1912, Josiah, otherwise known as Joe Moore, and his wife Sarah took their four children, Herman, who was 11, Catherine, 10, Boyd, 7, and 5-year-old Paul, to the children's day service at the Presbyterian Church. Accompanying them were Lena, who was 12, and Anna Stillinger, who was 8, neighbors who had asked their parents' permission to stay overnight with the Moore children. Mm. So those, those two there stayed the night. Yeah, we got pictures of these these yeah. children on our notes also, I found. Mm-hmm. So we're checking these out. Everybody looked creepy back in the early 1900s. Man, they did. Look, yeah. By 7.30 a.m. on June 10th, Mary Peckham, an elderly, elderly neighbor to the west, became concerned that the Moore house seemed quiet and deserted. She hmm. called Joe's brother Ross, a local druggist, who arrived at about 8 a.m. to look around. His cautious inspection of the downstairs revealed two figures covered with a sheet in the back bedroom, and he also saw blood on the bedstead. Man. So this is at 7.30 a.m. the next day. So I wonder what made this neighbor, you know, become so concerned. Just because it seemed quiet, but it's 7.30 in the morning, bro. Yeah. Hmm. I seem quiet and deserted. Weird. No, I mean, I suppose she knew her neighbors well enough. Yeah, maybe. You know what I'm saying? You like really learn, close knit, like a small town. And you're sitting here thinking, look how many people is in within this house. this house. And typically, back in the early 1900s, you would you would expect them to be up and moving around by probably six in the morning. You would say, probably. yeah, because it seemed like the other day started yeah, earlier. So, I'm she, sure. so I'm sure. the neighbor, I'm sure, is just looking over. It's 7:30 okay. a.m. She's not seeing anybody stirring in the house. She's not hearing anything. Mm-hmm. So we don't know exactly how close she lived. So she's just kind of like, mm, what's I'm going on here? I don't really, it looks seems sketchy. I don't know if I want to go over there. So I'm going to call up Joe's brother, Ross. Yep. He got there at 8 a.m., mind you. 8 a.m. So, you know, another 30 minutes later, and that's whenever he discovered these these two figures. Yeah. 
Man. It said Ross stepped back and away from the crime scene and called Joe's hardware store, telling employees Ed Silly to fetch Marshall Henry, Hank, Horton, because something terrible had happened. So I wonder if he further – no, he didn't. He stepped back away from the crime scene. So he just saw the two figures – I guess blood, and he was like, "I'm out." He's like, "I'm not touching this. I'm backing away." So he's like, "Hey, something terrible has happened." Yeah. So, so I'm assuming that he doesn't knew something bad's happened. He didn't want to be maybe, you know, maybe yeah. thought of that he may have done some of this. He didn't want to be prosecuted. Yeah, prosecuted he didn't want to be or involved involved in this. Right. Said Hank arrived around 8:30 a.m. Went through the house and found, as he told Ross when he came out, somebody's murdered every somebody's murdered in every bed. So there was somebody dead in every, every bed. bed. What wow. is, I mean, eight people? You, yeah. you tell me how you, how do you get it? Is Same. there one assailant? There has to be multiple people, bro. You would think so. You would there has think to be so. something going on. Do you think maybe they was drugged or like gave, given something to make them sleep so heavily? Or how I, would you be able to, to successfully murder all these people? Damn. Like either I, in their bed or kill them in, in such a quiet way that the neighbor wasn't alarmed prior bro i know like to send somebody over there check this out the partially clean murder weapon was left leaning against the south wall of the downstown's downstown downstairs bedroom where the visiting stillinger girls were found so so this is just like two girls that was just staying a night exactly gosh man they were just two family friends Uh, i guess friends of the the kids crazy you tell me what kind of what happened to make this I mean, something had to be way out of whack to make this occur. Somebody was mad about something, bro. Like, this just don't seem like a random act for somebody to commit. Yeah, you would think that, like, they would continue on to find more axe murders or other vicious Right. Murders. So, like, there had to be a personal vendetta or so something. So, there was a, obviously, this was a bizarre, very really bizarre. bizarre murder scene. The killer had added two bizarre touches to the murder scene. The first was a four-pound piece of slab bacon leaning against the wall next to the axe. That, is that like a sign, a code? I mean, <laughs> what is that? You did a dude drop I mean, his like, breakfast? Like, what happened? Yeah, was he like going to steal this bacon, and then they caught him? And he's like, "I'm just going to." Yeah. I don't know. The murderer also had searched dresser drawers for pieces of clothing to cover the mirrors in the house and the glass in the entry doors. That is so weird. Yeah, that's very weird. On the kitchen table was a plate of uneaten food and a bowl of bloody water. So you telling me this dude sit down and had a little bit of a snack? Yeah, and then oh. just had a bowl of bloody water there as well. I bet he was rinsing his hands or something or he doing something was, weird, but, bro. Yeah, because at this time you didn't probably have running water. Yeah, I may not have. Yeah. The funeral procession for the Moore family and Stillinger sisters is uh, in this photo here that we're looking at. And it's, I mean, that. It's really creepy. I mean, it, it's a horse-drawn hearse. Man, you know what I mean? Yeah. Technically, it's like a wagon. Yeah. I wish you all could see this. Yeah, I'm going to bring it up if we do the it's, video of it. Yeah. Um, all the victims were found in their beds, their heads covered with uh, bedcloths, and all their skulls battered 20 to 30 times with the blunt end of an axe. So Why are you even bringing an axe in if you're just going to hit them with the blunt end of the axe? I, what the hell is going on? I mean, 20 it, to 30 times damn makes no sense like none of this you know in modern times now if you if somebody is shot multiple times they consider that a revengeful vendetta type killing yeah a very personal so this seems very personal this is very personal and, it, and it's so crazy because you know most of these uh victims are kids it's so sad I mean, man. what did they do to this person 
Exactly. You know, it's something that their parents have done and they've caught the repercussions of it. Yeah. It has to be. Yeah. The ceiling in the parents' bedroom and the children's room upstairs show gouge marks, apparently made by the upswing of the axe. The ceiling. They, this guy was swinging this axe. Stairs show gouge marks. I mean, that's just, ugh. That is tremendous force to draw yeah. an axe back that hardcore to hit somebody. Yeah. One. I mean, one time you're, you're done. They're, they're There's no way that yeah. you're surviving that. My God, bro. Uh, though Lena Stillinger's nightgown had been pushed up and she'd been left exposed, doctors concluded that she had not been sexually abused. Lena also had a blood stain on her knee and alleged defensive wound on her arm. The oh. more Stillinger funeral services were held in Villisca's town square on June 12, 1912, with thousands in attendance. So apparently word had gotten around about how gruesome and bizarre oh my this whole incident was. I'm sure there was a manhunt, you know, for... There had to be. Yeah. For the, kid, the kids especially, you know. Yeah. Um, so apparently the National Guard blocked the streets. The hearse moved towards the firehouse where eight victims lay. Their caskets not on display during the funeral were later carried on several wagons to the Velisca Cemetery for burial. The funeral cortege was forty, or I'm sorry, was fifty carriages long. Wow, cortege? Is that like a French word? Yeah, I guess it is. So, man, like this stuff is. I'm just stepping back and just trying to think. Back then, this was the a horrendous, or like a really just. Gosh, a horrendous, a horrendous, anus, horrendous, horrendous <laughs> crime. Like, geez, yeah, there has to be. There's some kind of bad blood here. There's something that went on. Yeah, man. this seemed very personal. Very, um, very because personal. I mean, the, you're killing somebody's kids. Yeah, you know, and and not only that, but how did they get? You know, so you have the one child that that was this the only victim that looked like there was some defensive wounds? How did how they? they not wake how up? did they manage to like? Yeah. They're stealth. Like, how did they do this so quietly? Unless it was like one hack and they were dead. And then what do they do? Go back, back and, and just come back and just tee off? Them? Yeah. I mean, what are we doing here? I mean. Then I'm going to go sit down and have a little lovely snack and rinse my hands in this bowl of water to leave a little bloody for you. Yeah. You're very ballsy to go through and kill eight people. Sit down and eat. Stop and eat. Leave a slab of bacon beside the murder weapon that was partially cleaned. There's no way there was one person that did this. There is no way, bro. Yeah. Do I you feel that way? But why kill all these kids, though? Even if it wasn't one like person. Wit- it must be like a witness why thing. Why would you I run in there know. with a team of people and then leave one of the murder weapons behind? Why not right, take them that's all? That's true. That's true. It's like they was taunting. Like there's in a slab of bacon, you know, back then it could have been something to do with your pig. livestock. You know, but none trading. of them were involved in. I don't know. I don't know, know, bro. Weird. Mm. So what's this Reverend deal? So at 519 a.m. the morning following the murders, the Reverend uh, Lynn George Jacqueline Kelly left Villisca on board the westbound number five train and allegedly told fellow travelers there were eight dead souls back in Villisca, Iowa, butchered in their beds while they lay uh, asleep, he said, even though the bodies had not yet been discovered. My mind's bombing right Yeah, now. so... I see a picture of him right here. Yeah. Reverend George Kelly. Say so he's got dimples, too. Yep. Mm. Like y'all might be related. Mm. No, that that's that just sent cold chills up my spine. The bodies haven't even been discovered yet. So, you know this guy's not, like, having no visions or no... You know what I'm saying? There's something 
connected to this at 5 19 a.m the morning following the murders yeah so the bodies weren't officially found until what was it 8 30 yeah and, and then this at, guy's over here is like hey man yeah more than three hours prior he is on a train yeah yeah that's leaving Velisca, and he's letting fellow travelers know that there are eight dead souls lying in their beds butchered that is ruthless Kelly uh, had arrived in Villisca for the first time the Sunday morning of the murders and attended a Sunday school performance by the Stillinger girls before departing early Monday. So he he had a run-in with that uh, the two girls really... that happened to be visiting the, that family. So it was the Stillinger sisters that were visiting with that family that, you know, they all were killed together. That is really weird. He returned two weeks later and posing as a detective joined a tour of the murder house with a group of investigators. So he comes back. There's all kinds of sketch stuff and about poses this cat. as a detective. Why would there's, there's something obviously he's regard, connected. Yeah. Brother. Regardless of the fact if he's involved or not, there's something really sketchy about the fact that he decides to come back and pose as a detective. Why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just come in and say, you know, I, I knew the girls. I, yeah. I attended the thing. And I just, I, you know. For he, one, hold on here. He wanted to get into the house very badly. Just joining a tour of uh, investigators. So we're just having a whole tour. Yeah, I'm just going to tour the well, house. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, let's just trample all over the crime scene here. Yeah. Authorities first became interested in Reverend Kelly a few weeks after the murders, after being alerted by recipients of his rambling letters. Letters? Yeah. Uh, so well, here's Kelly, a picture of where they're buried. The son and grandson of English ministers had suffered a mental breakdown as an adolescent. Since immigrating to America with his wife in 1904, Kelly had preached at Methodist churches across North Dakota, Minnesota, Kansas, and Iowa. He had been assigned as a visiting minister to several small communities north of Villisca, where he had developed a reputation for odd behavior. He had also been convicted of sending obscene material through the mail and had spent time in a mental hospital. A grand jury indicted Kelly for Lena Stillinger's murder, and he was interrogated throughout the summer of 1917 while in jail awaiting trial. So this was five years. This guy, there's something up this guy. Five years later. Is this really a murder mystery? Because I'm feeling this yep. cat is on some other shit right here. Yep. Mm. On August 31st at 7 a.m., Kelly signed a confession to the murder, saying God had whispered to him to, su to suffer the children to come unto me. Kelly recanted his confession at trial and his case went to the jury on September 26th. The jury deadlocked 11 to 1 for acquittal. A second jury was immediately impaneled, but acquitted Reverend Kelly in November. No one else has ever been tried for the murders, and the crime remains one of the most horrific unsolved mass murders in American history. Wow. So there you have it. The Velisca Axe Murders. And I believe... Do you, do you feel Kelly did it? Absolutely. Without a doubt. You know, why did he arrive there just to watch this? There was Somebody well, sent him there, I feel, bro. I... I don't I just, know. I just think at the time, yeah, you know, I don't know. We just man. weren't there yet in terms of, uh, you know, like our scientific ways of yeah investigation, of investigation of, of handling a crime scene, because you know that he would have left DNA, some form yeah. of DNA behind that we could have matched up to him. Yo, what is the deal with the bacon? That's throwing me off. Yeah, but um, I would weird. love to know what those letters said. Yeah, I would too. Kelly's letters, right? Yeah. I wonder if I can look it up real quick. Yeah, let's see if we can look it up. That. But, you know, I mean, absolutely. The guy, you know, he uh, said that he was admitted, right, to mental hospitals? Yeah, like he had issues, big-time yeah. issues. 
So what was his name again? Robert Kelly? Uh, I just remember Reverend Kelly. Let me look back. Let's see. Look back through here. I want to look this up. George Kelly. Reverend George Kelly. Reverend George. So this psycho, apparently, he came into Villisca. Yeah. Uh, he attended one of the Sunday school assemblies, we'll say, where the Stillinger sisters apparently uh, performed, and he's just like, hmm, I would love to kill those kids. I, guess. I mean, obviously, and then he decides to show up and kill the entire family. And, be, and, and the thing is, he had to follow them home and know where they was at. You but know you what I'm saying? Even if we do discover that it was him that killed this family, you know, how did he do it? That's I'm still just completely mind blown that he was able to kill everybody in their beds, much in the same way that uh, you know Lizzie Borden. I've, yeah, yeah. Okay, I have found a classified ad. Kelly placed in the Omaha World Herald. Check this out. Kind of hard to read. Let me see. Girl stonograph typewriter wanted by gentlemen for literary and artistic work of problem novel, high class for republication in East, spare time work. Some can be done at home. Some at employers must be interested in literature and fine arts. Well-educated, um, confidential work also. Must be willing to pose as a model for book pictures, as required by artists. Strictly honorable dealings, liberal salary to right party, reply confidentiality. It's weird how it's spaced out. But yeah, that's so he's looking for a girl sounds like a typewriter yeah yeah he sounds like he's and it says girl don't say woman yeah it says girl like that's just weird to me you know what i'm saying um i don't man this guy see if there's anything else on this on this whole deal this guy looks like a weirdo yeah (laughs) like he would have mental issues i mean yeah let me bring his picture up of him like this cat right here just don't look like he's uh i don't know about that head shape i don't know he yeah he looks a little cynical a little sinister yeah um um and that's his wife oh uh, that's his wife there yeah laura kelly you know you would think that maybe she would step forward and speak on maybe some of his odd behavior yeah maybe um that man this is but this you know is a rough case you would think though with something as heinous of a crime as this was that he would have had past um dealings with you know you know, horrific murders like he would be like a serial killer yeah you know what i mean because like that's that's insane like it doesn't get any worse than that i mean he bludgeoned these people to death man he killed eight people ruthless one not that's it had to be him i feel like it did but how he was involved how do, you, how do you kill once like that like he had just met these people too yeah, yeah that's true i mean it, he's had to kill somebody before He's had to. He's had to. There had to be maybe some other murders. I mean, town. I mean, who knows? That's he like could've... riding a bicycle. You jump on there with the training wheels. You don't jump wide yeah. open. Well, that's like, you know, they said that he visited Villisca, right? Mm-hmm. So what other towns have he, has he visited there that, where there may be unsolved yeah. murders? Murders, yeah, exactly. Or missing people. Because back in these times, it was a lot hard, a lot more hard yeah. to um, put it together. Yeah, and I'm sure maybe someone has extensively looked into this, you know? I don't know. And they've tried to see... Like try to track where he went and places he visited and see if there was any unsolved murders around the time that he would have been there. And yeah, man, there could be a long list of victims. I would like to visit that house. 
if we ever get to fly to Iowa or yeah. <laughs> go investigate, that would be I would no. like to go in there and investigate it. And, you know, I think our camera just ain't quit over there. Is our camera tripping? What's it doing, Lowe's? <laughs> it's to, I don't what know. We I don't know. <laughs> what is that? Our camera's tripping. It's tripping out. This one's still going though. So what up? Anyways. Yeah. I think so, it's about time to wrap it up. Yeah. Though. Wrap it up. It's episode number 10, guys. <laughs> Our, we winged it tonight. We we did. And if you guys feel like we dropped the ball, we apologize. But no, hey. I, I mean, you know, we just try to, I think that you guys enjoy just listening to us ramble on. At, <laughs> yeah. least, at least I hope so. I like to, I believe, like to believe that. Yeah. Um, for sure. We love talking to you guys and, and just kind of uh, expressing our own thoughts and feelings yeah. like that so also i've been checking the analytics of our page and we've got a lot of cool countries that are checking us out man yeah you know we really do we appreciate all the uh foreign countries checking us out several several foreign countries yeah that it is was, pretty yeah. dope man it's giving us a list and spread the word yeah man we're becoming more worldwide hopefully we can continue to keep <laughs> yeah. you guys entertained get us a few sponsors 10 we're down for that yes we're down we wanna, for that we want to promote you guys also yeah, please you know i think that's something that we need to actually uh express more about is that we want Definitely. to we want to promote some really awesome up and coming brands as we see ourselves as an up and coming podcast yep hopefully um, we take it a lot farther than we, we are would now. love to give you guys a solid review a solid and honest straight up honest review review uh and, and get your names out there just like we we would love for you know people to uh, put it put out for us and definitely and endorse us as well so yeah, yeah if you would like to uh have a partnership with mind faction podcast just uh hit us up hit us up email us Yep, Mind so. Faction Podcast at Gmail. We will reach back out to you guys we will, we and we will, will link it up. Absolutely. Um, and if a lot of you guys don't know out there that don't know us, we are videographers, paranormal investigators. We do a lot of different things creative wise and we are down for that yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we look forward to uh, seeing you guys next week, episode, episode 11. 10. Yeah, episode 10. We wrapped it up. Episode 11 is coming next week. Um, honestly, um, I may be interviewing ryan griffiths tomorrow that'd be great did you see that in the group chat i did he's wanting to come in tomorrow evening um so we may actually have it like episode <laughs> 10.5 yeah yeah true um and the cool thing is tomorrow if that does go down i am uh tattooing another veteran jerry galloway yeah he is a artist he teacher at our local high school really cool guy and uh yeah so that's kind of crazy yeah, I would love to have them on tonight's podcast oh, yeah. for Veterans Day. It's a good way to wrap but, up yeah, dude, Day, that yeah. would be dope. But so that that would be really cool to lead that up into. But anyways, yeah, guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We will get our shit together. For <laughs> <laughs> we will. We're just trying different things out to see what y'all think. Losi just he's tired. He just it's been a long week, man. Yeah. I know. I understand. Oh, I feel you. I'm right there with you, man. <laughs> I feel right you, bro. You. I feel you. But yeah, we'll come back. Uh, you know, fully charged up and ready for you guys next week. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna kill it next we week. We look too. forward to bringing. Hundreds more episodes. Definitely, man. We so, got so much shit to talk sure. about. Oh man, sure. we have so much stuff to talk about, yeah. and we want to. I think we're going to start talking more about branching out, and we, we want to keep you guys um, engaged. We, we, we don't want to continue yeah. to harp on the same stuff. So, no. so we want you. What that entails is that we want you guys to reach out with us, which you guys would like to hear us talk about, and we would love to go live more. I think that's yeah. going to. I think honestly, in the future, I feel like that's something we're going to go more towards. We are, and there may Definitely. come a day in time when. Almost every one of our episodes may be live. It may be live. You know, and you guys can interact a little bit. Yeah, that was I could have the iPad right here and see what comments right. are, and then we'll just upload. You know, mm -hmm. the original, yep. uh, you some know. of the original videos and stuff yeah. to it. Yeah. Hey. Anyways, guys, I think it's time we sign out. Yep. For Mind Faction. Here we go. Episode two. Appreciate y'all for hanging out with us and rocking with us. Happy Veterans Day, y'all. Happy Veterans Day. Oh.